All right, y'all, Sacred Fire of Liberty time just about to begin on the Robert Scott Bell Show. Uh, safe from his triumphant interview with Mike Adams. Why should I say safe? He's awesome. He doesn't need safety. He's not all about safety. He's about, hey, liberty, freedom. Jonathan E. Moore's cranking it up in first hour here. Uh, we have lots of questions of the day, comments of the day in the second hour, and uh, we've invited our friend Cherry Neal also on to talk about some supplements, uh, food, if we will. Our supplements are food. That's what we focus on here as well. Uh, boy, there's so much in the news. I don't want to uh, miss anything if I can, but thanks to Jonathan Emord, we'll try to cover as much as we can together. Y'all check it out, emordforva.com and robertscottbell.com slash listen. The chat room's there. Say hello, ask questions, make comments, and we'll get this even political healing party started right about now. The Robert Scott the Bell Robert Show. Robert Scott Bell Show. The voice of health, freedom, and liberty. The Robert Scott Bell Show. The C-suite gang at CNN likely thought they'd caught Trump in a very well-coordinated trap. 2020 election, January 6th, E. Jean Carroll, and so on and so on. But soon it became clear that they were the ones in a trap, and they were totally out of their league because Trump hammered them on issue after issue. A country has to have borders. There's never been anything like ha is happening to our country you right now. You built about 52 miles of new wall. About okay, 52 can miles I respond? of new wall. This is what she does. <laughs> I built hundreds of miles. Can you say if you want Ukraine or Russia to win this war? I want everybody to stop dying. They're dying. Russians and Ukrainians. I want them to stop dying. But you but, won't say that you want Ukraine to win. You, you know what I'll you say? In, I'll say this. I want Europe to put up more money. We had no inflation. We had the lowest energy prices we've had in decades. This country was rocking and rolling. And by the way, we had the most secure border in the history of our but country. Mr. Now we have the well, that was an interesting uh, exchange. I kind of missed that, the kind of handling of, of uh, the lamestream media uh, that Trump did all those years uh, prior and in, in office. And, uh, you know, I did like of all the things he said, you know, about Trump and uh, Ukraine and Russia. I've said this about uh, Trump, whether you love him or hate him or like him or neutral about it. Uh, the foreign policy on, on the Russia Ukraine thing would be a lot different and a lot fewer people would be dying needlessly in, in, in that context in terms of foreign policy. Uh, with that, uh, let's bring in Jonathan Eboard uh, running for the United States Senate as well. A good friend here. And we do our Sacred Fire of Liberty Hour each and every hour. This time of the week. And uh, Jonathan, it's good to see you, my friend. And great, great interview with Mike Adams yesterday. I got to watch, finish watching it today and just just so excited that uh, Mike is 100% on board as well. Yeah, Mike is fantastic. You and I have known Mike for many, many years. I've had the good fortune of representing Mike in the past. And Mike is, um, you know, salt of the earth and also super sharp, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, really great interviewer and always on the cutting edge. He's always got the latest information and he doesn't, he has never been one of those who has been hoodwinked right. by government officials and has never been a patsy for government. He's always been probing and uh, really uh, puts the fire to the government uh, and makes people explain what they're up to. Mm -hmm. um, but anyway, he, he's his long history of investigative journalism and critical thinking 
has benefited everybody who follows him. And there are a lot. There are yeah. millions of people. Keen intellect, uh, profound uh, uh, defender of freedom as well. That's why I think he recognized you so many years ago and witnessed, you know, what you've been standing for all these years, uh, you know, not only as an attorney, but as a human being, recognizing that. And that's why I think as we've traveled a little bit together and you've continued on with your tour of Virginia and elsewhere, people are resonating to not just your message, but that, you know, it's coming through you. You've had so much experience that when people hear you speak, they're like, I can tell every word that Jonathan E. Mord says he means. And again, I, I bring that into Mike Adams context because a lot of people have been after Mike Adams because of his popularity, his reach and trying to, hey, help me, Mike, on this. So he's got a, a very developed sense of, a, let's say, a BS meter. And, you know, so he doesn't take, you know, suffer fools, much less bring people on to support and endorse like he has you. So thanks, Mike Adams. Shout out to the Health Ranger in support of uh, Jonathan E. Mord as well. And um, you know, all the things we're doing to try and salvage this nation and reestablish the Republican form of government that protects individual liberty and is uh, anathema to socialism, communism, collectivism. Yeah, I think it's been great. Mike is a great freedom advocate. And he, as you point out, this man is fully independent. I mean, look what he's done. I mean, he's built a media empire based on a good reputation. That is a reputation for strong investigative journalism. Mm -hmm. and also for honest analysis and facts. And that has been, uh, you know, it's like you, Robert. I mean, the whole reason why people follow Robert Scott Bell is they know that they're going to get the unvarnished truth, and they're also going to get someone who is reliably a defender of health freedom, of individual liberty, and uh, you may disagree with people about their choices for what to consume or mm -hmm. what to take, but you will die for their right to have the freedom to choose that, even if you disagree. That's what we've got come to in this country. I mean, the far left is saying we insist that everybody else follow our agenda. And uh, that kind of authoritarianism is not something we've had in our country before. People would use the art of persuasion. They would try to persuade you. They would allow reason to come in and facts to come in. But yeah. my goodness, when you've got this whole movement, like we're seeing now in Virginia, uh, just in the last 24 hours, I issued a press release calling on the Attorney General of the United States and the Attorney General of Virginia to investigate and prosecute these people in this group, this chat group, online group called, mm -hmm. uh, uh, what is it, uh, Loudon Love Warriors, they call themselves. Mm -hmm. Anyhow, this group of people, they're all tied in with the Democrat uh, uh, party in the local Loudon County party and the school board members uh, that, that you know, were, were trying to impose the woke doctrine in, into the schools in, North, in Northern Virginia. Anyhow, these people in this chat group were, were scheming and plotting on violent acts against parents uh, calling on their members to to commit acts of murder and uh, also they call them love warriors. Yeah, that's what they call themselves. Think I about Orwellian use of the term "love" there. So one of them, one of the people who was invited into that group, was so appalled at the violence that they were proposing that they became a whistleblower and uh, turned the information over to WJLA Channel Seven in Northern Virginia, and an investigative reporter with that uh, news station then published the information and I, and contacted the people who were 
in issue uh, mentioned it as as uh, targets by this group had them on and now they filed a police complaint there's an investigation underway by the Loudoun County Sheriff's Office uh, uh, Sheriff Chapman and I'm calling on the Attorney General of Virginia and the Attorney General of the United States to invoke the provisions of the federal act and state act that protect people from intimidation violence and so forth it, it's a felony under federal law and state law a stiff penalty with a with a uh, with a, uh, a penalty with a penalty of up to 10 years incarceration when you when you plot like this when you engage in a conspiracy to harm people for the exercise of their constitutional rights here the freedom of speech um, the penalty is stiff and that and should be and they've not only communicated this online but they've also uh, taken affirmative steps to implement it. So all these people that were interviewed said they had received threatening phone calls. Uh, one of them lost his job because they contacted his employer with similar type of statements. And uh, uh, many of them fear for their lives because they say that, you know, what are we going to do if, if they come up, beat up our kids or shoot our kids or shoot us or whatever. So it's an urgent situation. I'm glad that the Loudoun County Sheriff is investigating. I want these people to be protected from injury and I want the federal government and the state government to take this seriously and investigate. One of the characters involved with this is a, a campaign staffer for one of the anti-prosecution Soros-backed uh, Commonwealth's attorneys named Buddha Biberaj or Buddha Biberai. I don't know how she pronounces her last name. Mm -hmm. And she is notorious for not enforcing the law. In the chat itself, they're talking about how they could get away with these crimes because Buddha beverage would not prosecute them. Wow. Uh, and, and so it is uh, that she becomes an, a material witness, right? And, and what I've said is she must recuse herself and another Commonwealth's attorney must be appointed to prosecute without bias and without being implicated. In this case, she has a conflict of interest. She has to recuse herself and she should be open for being a material witness cross-examined in the case because of her own campaign staffer being involved in this enterprise. Wow. Now, is that get, you say that's getting some traction on the local media level? It is on the local media level. I haven't seen any national media on this, but I did release the press release calling on the attorney general in both the federal government and the state of Virginia to take uh, action immediately on this. And uh, we'll hope that they do. I'm glad to hear that the uh, uh, the sheriff, Sheriff Chapman in Loudoun County, is taking this seriously and is investigating it right now. Oh, that's good news. That's good news. All right, Super Don, open up your microphone and, and uh, camera if you don't mind. I know how busy you are, but here we are with John Ford uh, talking about a lot of items. I I wasn't aware of the that local uh, issue that uh, Jonathan just brought up, but on the so-called national uh, elector electorate type stage. Uh, the return of well trump for the state <laughs> is something else i have to say and I, I know jonathan you have to be cautious because you're running as a republican in virginia you're not endorsing or not endorsing but to discuss the candidates and certainly their perspectives on it for me one thing that, that you know i i am you know gosh man the whole ukraine debacle right just because you question it doesn't mean you're a russia sycophant and they try to tag Trump that way. And Superdon, you see through that, the game they tried to play with Trump. Oh, it's just silly. 
I mean, CNN's uh, reporters are so biased. It's not it's, you can't really call them reporters, but the fact is they're 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 really just propagandists. And what they tried to do was to pigeonhole very lamely pigeonhole President Trump into one category or another, have him bear a stain of one kind or another that that would energize their liberal base and have them turn and hate him. And now the they're energized is, to hate CNN. <laughs> they're like he's too, he's too he's too able. Yeah, and he's too pugnacious to sit back and allow that to happen. He yeah. he stood up to this and he flipped it on them. It and was they great. having egg on their face. It's one of those wonderful things where the, you know, to use a metaphor, uh, you're at an event, someone runs up with a pie, is going to hit the speaker in the face, yeah. and the speaker sidesteps and hits him with the right hand, he falls backwards, and the pie ends up in his own face. <laughs> That's really what happened with that CNN <laughs> Oh, I, I love I love trying to, to picture exactly what you said there. That, that's hilarious. And I think it's a good it's a great analogy. Mm-hmm. What I don't understand. And we've got another clip here from from Laura uh, Ingram. She was okay. on her show last night talking about she had some guests on. Uh, you would think that CNN would have learned something by now about this. I mean, they have been at each other's throats for years. I mean, you know, whatever. Sure. Uh, uh, Trump called them out and made them front and center fake news. Uh, and, and they have hated him ever since then. They've tried to get at him. And so somebody had the bright idea, hey, let's have a town hall and we'll put probably one of our more weaker pundits uh, uh, in charge of trying to nail him to the wall. And he just completely just destroyed every, everything that they said. But, but check out, uh, here's, here's Ingram bringing up another good point here. Have you had any doubts as to how CNN felt about this spectacle tonight? They apparently had allocated for this town hall 90 minutes, but it went less than 70 minutes. Isn't that odd? I mean, usually you want to go over because it's oh. so it's so compelling. Oh my! But gosh, what does that tell is, you about how yeah. this went from their perspective? It's it's as if they realized along the way. Oh Lord, what have we done? <laughs> we've, we've, given, we've, we've introduced all of this, all of the things that that made this guy a success. Again, uh, you know, thanks to CNN. Uh, congratulations, CNN. Congratulations, Caitlin Collins. You have injected all of the kind of energy that this guy had before back into his effort to become president again. We got to get this guy off the stage fast. He's sucking the air in the room out. Remember, it was MSNBC Morning Schmo. That really catapulted Trump's original run to president. And then they're the ones crying the biggest tears and rivers. It's like they have not learned a thing to Super Don's point. You know, it's so sophomoric of CNN. Uh, People are sick of this propagandistic uh, trying to uh, label somebody and smear them. And this whole non-journalistic approach. Wouldn't it have been refreshing if instead of attacking the president with the questions, trying to get him to hurt himself or have a stain of one kind or another on himself, rather than do that, what, wouldn't it have been amazing if they actually asked truly objective and fair questions and if they were probing for interesting information, right? Trying mm-hmm. to find out what his actual position is in detail on some of these issues. Instead, they had this pre-planned approach where they were going to nail him, right? They're trying to nail him. If instead of all that nonsense of nailing somebody, you just let the person explain their position in detail, they might well find themselves surprised 
at generating actual news out of it and having something be controversial. Instead, it's a non-event. They cut it off at 70 minutes because they were all embarrassed. And um, that's just disgraceful. Too bad we no longer have professional journalism uh, in most of the major media. If we did, people would be more interested. They'd have a bigger audience. People wouldn't just be totally disgusted with the media. And they'd start to build a professional reputation again. That's just so sad that that, that as Don you know, was mentioning, they didn't learn anything from their experiences. No. If they had, they would have come back with a professional approach. Not only this, remember, this is one of the few times when people would actually tune in to watch CNN. They've got a, 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 because Trump was on, they had a whole bunch of people on there watching who had never before or never in recent years watched CNN. Yeah. So if they had surprised that audience with a truly professional approach and had detailed questions that actually created news because it enabled Trump to explain for once what his, what his position is in some detail, you'd end up with uh, a, an entirely different outcome. I mean, they may not have pleased their minuscule liberal base that watches the show, but they'd end up with a larger audience because people would say, wow, CNN has turned a leaf. And instead of having all this negative commentary from Fox, you'd have people saying, you know what? It was remarkable. They didn't do their propagandistic approach from the left last night. They actually asked Donald Trump some serious questions. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm curious to see how as your uh, uh, renown grows in your run for the United States Senate in Virginia, that you may end up getting these so-called mainstream reporter uh, interviews. And of course, they, they tend to be in gotcha journalism schools, if there's a school for that, rather than engaging in serious discussion questions, because also they're used to, Jonathan, and, and you made this point too on, in the Mike Adams interview, they're used to journalists not being, not saying much of anything at all. And, and, and so it's a shock once they hear you actually know what you're talking about, you have things that you're going to do and you can speak them with great specificity. And, and I don't know what they, they, their heads might explode just from that experience. They might. Uh, it's very interesting how we have lost professional journalism in this country. And there are a few people, there are you, there's you, there's Mike Adams, there are a few other people who actually, you know, Tucker Carlson, he was actually exposing things. We were learning from his broadcast. Too bad he got axed by, by Fox, uh, but he'll be back. I mean, there's mm. people have a, a very strong desire for accurate uh, facts and for uh, fair analysis and reporting, and they're tired of all of this, uh, you know, selective excerpting of the facts and false representation of the overall issue and propagandistic promotion of the uh, administration's position here, the Biden administration's position. I mean, it not it a disgrace that Biden gets to go without these press conferences? Do you realize that that was in the Watergate era? If you had someone like Richard Nixon absolutely stonewalling and refusing to answer to the media, that would never have been tolerated, not for a minute. They would have hammered him so badly in the media, and yet not a peep. They just are carrying the water for Joe Biden at every turn. There's no serious condemnation of the president for failing to have these press conferences. It would have been such a loud cry in Reagan, I mean, in, in uh, Nixon's era, mm -hmm. if if Nixon had not answered to the media. Remember, we found out a lot about Nixon falsely, uh, you know, saying that the whole Watergate thing was nothing and the cover-up, hiding the cover-up, it ended his presidency. 
And the reason was in no small measure because the press was dogmatically insistent upon getting answers from the president. And in this case, you've got the greatest corruption in the history of our country in Joe Biden's administration. Family Biden Inc. and its, and its sordid affairs with getting violating the Foreign Emoluments Clause of the Constitution, accepting as vice president money from foreign powers into joint bank accounts with the Biden family. Joe Biden violated the law, no independent prosecutor, but also no serious media questions, not a single media question, not a, not a demand for answers, not a serious analysis of the crimes that are committed or of the whole, uh, you know, the whole a laptop situation, what the criminality is there, the, all the evidence of his inter interaction with the White House. Mm -hmm. We're starting to get that out, but the mainstream media doesn't even cover most of it. Can you imagine if any of this was on Trump, like getting mo money from Russian businesses and oligarchs, it, it would be front page 24 seven. They, they fried Trump uh, on a false narrative of Russian collusion, an utterly false, absolutely no evidence whatsoever of a violation of law or of any actual collusion between Trump and the Russians. They went on that whole thing for his entire presidency, knowing that there wasn't anything there, having the, you know, Adam Schiff in the skiff, Schiff in the skiff, uh, and acting as if there's all this information, falsely saying, we've got him, we have all the evidence. They didn't have a lick of evidence this is the kind of thing that is the ruin of our country. And look how many tax dollars are spent on that. If, if Trump were involved in receiving foreign emoluments, remember they charged him with receipt of foreign emoluments and they couldn't prove it. Yeah. Now, but this thing president, and it's not only provable, it's in our face in okay. amounts, huge amounts, 10 million bucks, right? James Comer's naming the nine Biden family members who got business payments in I don't know what's happening in Congress over this, but certainly the the lamestream uh, legacy media, uh, this should be you know front page news. The very thing that they attacked uh, Trump on and couldn't find any evidence for. They suppressed in 2016 information that likely could have turned the whole election for Trump. That is the whole Hunter Biden scandal with the laptop and all the information about the attempted influence peddling at the White House. All that stuff they called Russian. They call Russian disinformation, utterly false. They didn't have one lick of information of that. Uh, of that, then you have all these people inside the intelligence community. You have the current uh, Secretary of State apparently implicated in this whole movement to get uh, members of the uh, for you know the uh, FBI and other institutions to sign on to a letter saying it's all Russian disinformation. And that whole thing was a bunch of, of manure. They knew that it, this was not Russian disinformation. So it, it's it and to see the media carry the water on all this false narrative after again time and again, and then when when it comes even they they the media had no information supplied to them by Adam Schiff or anybody else. The Steele dossier was transparently bogus, and they they didn't you know they didn't even all they said was they, they identify the Steele dossier and and act as if it's absolutely been proven true. Mm -hmm. And the Steele dossier on its face, if you read it, is, yeah. is laughable. It's absurd. Well, I don't know. The absence of evidence. We used to have journalists who yeah. would require proof in order to support a story. Right. Now what they do is articulate a story in a propagandistic way, and they don't need any proof at all.
I'm just thinking outside of a, uh, a let's say, a partisan politicking way, because we know uh, the networks have their leanings. Most of them are leaning, you know, left towards uh, ignoring anything that might uh, look bad on the Democrat Party or Biden. But just step out of that for a moment and say any president. And if you didn't know their party and you learned that there was undue influence peddling or money being received from foreign uh, agents, governments, uh, oligarchs, et cetera, uh, wouldn't you want to know that because it would influence, you know, the the policy in the United States and all of that? And I'm, I'm thinking there are so many people that have no no interest in learning if it's their guy or their gal. And, and I don't care whether it's a Republican or a Democrat. If Trump had indeed engaged in so, something that violated these things, we want to know because we have, you know, invested in the integrity of the office and the person who serves in that office. And uh, Super Don, is there a clip that we can play on this that talks about the lack of coverage at all? In a bombshell news conference yesterday, top Republicans laid out evidence that the Biden family and their business associates used a web of complicated and suspicious networks to enrich themselves. It was to the tune of $10 million. It's a pretty big deal. Anyone would think so. 20 LLCs, big story. But the legacy media, they ignored it all. Not one of three network evening newscasts covered the news conference or the allegations in any way. Zero minutes. Once again, lack of journalistic integrity. Uh, it's it's obvious we've known it for years, but a story like this should supersede even that partisaning politic and going, dude. All right, the president and his family received money from foreign entities in, in, in violation. I mean, ah, I, you know, I almost have nothing to say at this point. It's so obvious. Well, you remember when uh, President Reagan uh, cut money for the school lunch program? and had them modify the school lunch program to diminish the amount of expenses associated with it. All right, that was done during the Reagan administration. There was endless coverage, hours and hours of coverage on the mainstream media of the horrors this is creating. Reagan wants to starve children, I remember. It's, it's, you know, kids don't have uh, ketchup. They're gonna have ketchup as their vegetable and all, all this sort of thing. And the same thing when it came to the Bush administration, uh, uh, you know, with with the issue of the uh, of immigrants coming in and being caged, right? They were saying they're being caged. Of course, when the cages remain there in the Biden administration, suddenly no longer there's an issue. And when it comes to these things, we have a massive international, huge, probably the biggest story of, in our in history of this open borders disaster with human tragedy, massive ruin happening to American citizens as a result of. Uh, all this immigration that's illegal, sex trafficking, drug trafficking, fentanyl pouring through the border. You have the biggest story of our time as a result of that. And you get virtually no coverage of the tragedy. When is the last time you saw a report about someone who was raped or, or assaulted or had their property invaded and destroyed or looted or, or burned or otherwise invaded? Uh, criminal trespass. When is the last time you saw any national coverage, except with the exception of occasionally some Fox coverage, yeah. but national coverage by any of the other media on the harm to American citizens caused by the massive influx of criminals through our southern border? When is the last time you saw a national uh, news story uh, on television? dealing with the presence of terrorists coming through the border and their dispersion throughout the United States. 
not a single investigative report. Are you kidding me? Not a single one. Right. And, and these are, these are issues that are absolutely critical. They're threatening the existence of our whole country. And there is not any, the media, the national media has largely become a far left organ of propaganda in the United States. It's just the reality of it. Well, and the, the, the things, the reality you're talking about, of course, we hear and report on, but um, the administration is, is kind of, I don't know in what planet they, they're living on in their report, but the, you know, this is the Title 42 and what happens next. And uh, Subran, you have a clip of what the administration is saying about this? You talked about cost. Uh, what, what's the rough cost to American taxpayers since the roughly 4 million people have come into this country illegally uh, since January of 2021 as those people show up at community hospitals, as they uh, enter the school system, as they get other government help? Do you have a taxpayer cost? Let me turn that question uh, around a little bit because um, I'm going to turn it around to match the question that an international partner asked of me. And the question that the international partner asked of me is, what is the economic cost of your broken immigration system? Since there are uh, businesses around this country that are desperate for workers, there are desperate workers looking for jobs, desperate workers in foreign countries that are looking for jobs in the United States where they can earn money lawfully and send much-needed remittances back home. What is the cost of a broken immigration system? That is the question that I am asked, and that is the question that I pose to Congress, because it is extraordinary. Mayorkas basically turned it around and said, well, I don't care about the cost to the U.S. taxpayer. What about those people of of foreign interest? What about their interest in coming in here to be able to get work and send money out of America to their families? Astonishing. Alejandro Mayorkas, the head of Homeland Security, who has, by his example, created Homeland Insecurity, is not enforcing the immigration laws. He is in gross violation of the law. In fact, he is in dereliction of the law and needs to be impeached. This man is absolutely dedicated to an agenda that will ruin the United States. It's witting. He's understand. He understands what's happening. He has reports every day coming from the border and elsewhere in the country cr- confirming the harms that are being caused, and he turns the other way and leaves the borders open. This man is the point man for Joe Biden's policy of no defense of the United States. The commander in chief is not a commander in chief. He is derelict. And the head of Homeland Security is really uh, more aptly the head of Homeland Insecurity because that's what he's doing. These people are betraying us. They are making Americans third-class citizens. They are making the government of the United States is giving first-class treatment to people who do not pledge allegiance to the United States, who come in here with their own agendas. Some of them are criminals. Some of them are terrorists. Some of them are agents of foreign powers. And they are coming into the United States and they are being given first-class treatment. They are being given free medical care. They are being given free legal help. They are being given free transportation. They are being sent to sanctuary cities that now are overwhelmed. 
but nonetheless, they're being sent there and they're being spread throughout the United States, over 15 million of them, substantially more than 15 million of them. And what are happening to the people whose properties are being destroyed, whose the rapes that are being caused, the murders that are happening, the MS-13 and 18th Street gang violence that's happening. What's going on? Why are American citizens not even mentioned? Their harms are not even taken into account. They are not protected at all by this administration. That is a disgrace. America must defend its borders. America must defend American citizens' lives. Mm -hmm. We are imploding because this country uh, under this administration has no border protection. So what do you expect? The rest of the world that wants to destroy us is taking advantage of that. I'm right and in. Succeed in ruining us unless this administration comes to an end and unless people like Tim Kaine, who stand by and salute the president and endorse the whole policy, uh, unless they're removed from office. Send him Back home. Back to protecting Americans. Jonathan, you remember after 9-11, of course, the, the panic associated with a, a traumatic event and uh, the development of a Department of Homeland Security, which has become, you know, a Department of Homeland Invasion, supporting invasion and or uh, incrementally spying on Americans, as they always say, oh, no, no, we're going to focus only externally. There's more information, more news coming in on that. But what Mayorkas has basically admitted, uh, the Department of Homeland Security has invested in concerns for anybody but Americans anybody but Americans. That's right. And it's like, it's so obvious. I'm just thinking if anybody still supports this administration, what do you think is going to happen with a borderless country? You're no longer a country. And if you think that you have a, a job, it will be uh, replaced or, or lost. In fact, with an invasion like this, and this is, I will say this one more time, just in case people aren't hearing us. This is not about xenophobia. This is not about hating foreigners. This is about establishing like any nation on the planet, border security to know who's coming in and what do they intend to do when they're here? No nation on earth except ours allows people to come into the country and become effective de facto residents in perpetuity who have not at least renounced the citizenship of their foreign country and pledged allegiance to this country. If you want to be a American citizen, you want to live in this country and have all the benefits of being here permanently. You have got to go through a vetting process that will protect us, the American citizens. The duty of the government, the duty of the commander in chief as president is to protect American citizens, not to make us a open society in which anyone can tear it down who wants to come in. And so what do we have happening? Every single one of those 15 million people who have come into this country illegally, every single one of them has not been asked to pledge allegiance to the United States, has not been asked to renounce their citizenship and loyalties and service to foreign countries, has not been asked to be prepared to die in defense of the United States, has not been asked to study the Constitution and understand what our government is and how we are a free people and how important individual liberty is. None of them have been asked to study these things or prove that they have any loyalties to us at all. And so when you do that, when you turn your whole country over to those who are foreign powers, who have not been asked to renounce their foreign citizenship, 
have not been asked to renounce loyalties to a foreign state, you make life for American citizens constantly precarious because these people at a moment's notice can turn on those values that we've had, can denounce us, can participate in movements to overthrow the government of the United States or institute any other kind of government they wish. And there are parts of the United States right now that are effectively foreign countries. There are parts of the United States where individuals are residing uh, from a foreign nation who all have the same uh, ideological commitment to uh, a totalitarian regime that have control of local governments and are running the governments and the societies within them as if they're foreign states. And this shouldn't come as a surprise. I mean, how do you, how do you end up with in Manhattan with a uh, CCP police department? Right. Unilaterally created, operating to ferret out individuals who the Communist Party finds objectionable among nationals, the Chinese nationals here, arrest them, mistreat them, and this goes on. And so finally, there was some action taken there. Well, you know what? There are more of these police departments in the United States. Yeah. Do you believe it? Well, look, we're not protecting our own interests. I, the problems didn't start with the Biden administration. We both acknowledge that. This has been a long descent. You've written extensively about the rise of the authoritarians from you know post Civil War era in America to today, and both parties have been compromised and corrupted with very few statesmen or women along the way that we can point to, maybe in one or two hands in that time frame. And it becomes all the more urgent. I just see this and feel this with every, you know, bone in my body to get you into the United States Senate. And, and I'm not delusional and I know you're not delusional. That doesn't change everything overnight, but the impact that you can have in that area, the sphere of influence you can have, because you've had that in your work life throughout, you know, decades, your, your track record and other uh, men and women of integrity primarily. And, and that's why I look at someone like Bobby Kennedy, who we don't agree with on everything he's running as a Democrat, but Good Lord, the guy is talking about things nobody talks about in terms of the regulatory state. He understands regulatory capture. And I think he learned that from Ron Paul. You know, with if, if we're pro-environment, it doesn't mean enslave or, or shut down all the economy of America, which is what the Biden administration is doing. That's an absolute disaster. No production of energy. And in the free market, we've talked about this as well, Jonathan, the innovation and in freedom to produce energy in a cleaner and cleaner and cleaner way, which we've been doing over many decades now, which is going to be completely destroyed and stopped under the Biden administration and the Democratic agenda and put every American that's not in the billionaire class into the poorhouse, completely subservient, and then round it up and put in 15-minute cities that apparently some even Republican governors deny is happening, like Governor Cox in, uh, in Utah. It's so disappointing. So it isn't just whether you have an R or a D by the name. Look at the man or woman and see if they have integrity. See if they defend freedom. And remember, John F. Kennedy, uh, if, you, if anybody remembers him uh, as president, is more conservative as a Democrat in the 1960s than most Republicans in reality. So it's like we've got to get beyond the, the automatic response to an R or a D as well and, and begin to move forward in defense of our country, defense of our people, defense of individual liberty. And that's absolutely not happening. It's becoming as bad. And you've said it would be, be become worse and worse. And I'm, I'm like the little optimist in me says, no, it can't get that bad, can it? And I'm witnessing it <laughs> day by day while Biden's still in office or whoever's running him is. 
Well, uh, the good news, Robert, is that a majority of Americans think like us. A majority of Americans, majority of the people in Virginia do think like us in that they understand that individual liberty is the most important thing and that government enslaving people to achieve a Marxist agenda is an antithetical to their whole philosophy of life. We as Americans are defined by our commitment to liberty. The world looks at us and understands us to be a free people. And that this is what we are looking at uh, having destroyed by an administration and by a Democrat party that is, is dedicated to a radical Marxist agenda. And so what you end up with really is a shocking reality to many people. People are stunned when they find out that their kids are being indoctrinated in their schools with a Marxist agenda. And I'm talking about people of all political stripes. People are shocked when they find out that their children have been told as early as preschool that their genders are fluid and that they can be, if they're a little boy, become a little girl and vice versa against basic biology and against the reality of, of the fact that XX never becomes XY and XY never becomes XX. And so when they realize that this whole propaganda, far left movement is afoot, that, this, that their children, their girls will go to school and be vulnerable because suddenly they're allowing biological males into the girls' room and they're allowing biological males into girls' sports and women's sports, that this whole movement is so nutty, is so crazy, offends viscerally everything they understand to be right, and it goes against their moral codes. So what, what is the situation? We're just waiting now for the, the, the silent majority that takes a lot and endures a lot before it becomes vocal. We're, what, we're asking the question as, they, as the far left pokes and pokes and pokes and pokes, when will you get to the point where you will say, I've had enough? Yeah. And I'm telling you, it's happening. It's happening well, now. I'm feeling it. I, it's I'm feeling it. To go and I, it before Biden is done. And I'm telling you, it, they are accelerating their movement to this far left agenda. And it is making more and more Americans willing to stand up for what they believe in. They're finally saying, you know what? I never agreed with this, but I thought this wouldn't go to this extreme. It's gone beyond that extreme. I'm now opening my mouth. So you see the Loudoun County parents, you see the parents across the country rising up against school boards. You see people in Florida in, in large numbers supporting an agenda that is against all of this. You see people in other states, some 24 jurisdictions have passed legislation to block the efforts of uh, the radicals in the schools. And the whole thing continues on with, with this radical minority pushing it to the extremes and beyond, running the country because Biden has given them carte blanche and because the Democrat party has. And then you've got rational human beings all across the country saying, you know what? I'm not gonna allow that in my community. I'm not gonna allow that here. Where is my governor on this? Mm -hmm. And we're seeing the state stand up and fight against this. But we are very near, I think, to the point when people say, all right, I'm, at, I'm taking action. I'm no longer gonna sit there and let it go by. It's not going to go away. I realize that now. I'm gonna stand up and fight. I'm gonna fight for my country. I'm gonna fight for my state. I'm gonna fight for individual liberty. I'm not gonna allow this to happen. I'm not gonna allow this to happen to my kids. I'm gonna save the next generation from this. 
I am not going to give up on liberty and it's time to fight. We are called upon to fight in foreign lands for liberty. We now have a war going on within our own country. We have to stand up and fight for liberty. And that means we have to vote. And so the other thing is, you know, a majority of Americans, uh, almost a majority of Americans do not vote. And I'm telling you, those those Americans include a lot who've been disillusioned by the whole process and by everything that has yeah, happened. They feel like their vote doesn't count, doesn't matter. And that's part of the the practices to defeat those who would engage in right. the government to leave them alone, which is but what they're learning now. And I hope they understand this, but I believe they're learning this in ever greater numbers is that you have to get involved now How because if you don't, then the other side controls everything and the whole country is gone. And so your own livelihood is at stake and your children's livelihood is at stake. And so that then becomes the motivating factor. This is what I think is going to happen. People are finally at the point where they've had it. It's evolving to the point where a majority that was silent is becoming vocal. This is going to express itself. And we, the American people who have these values and trust in liberty and do not believe government is the answer to every problem, we are going to rise up and we are going to put into office a majority that is necessary to save the country and I'm going to be there and I'm going to introduce the legislation and I'm going to fight for freedom. And I'm going to make sure that we achieve these objectives because I'm not just going to sit in Washington. I'm going to campaign across the United States to get the legislation passed and we're going to save our country. We're going to do it. And the, I mean, the alternative is total ruin. And I know it's been history of the world that people will be complacent until their freedoms are actually taken from them and then they, they, they realize it's too late, but then they have to rise up in violent revolution. Yeah, That's what's going to happen here if we can do, we can uh, all rise up and real, realize that how close we are to losing our liberty, right? And we then are, you, got, you get this Orwellian speak that comes out oh. every single day as an intentional Marxist ploy from the far left. So like this group in Loudoun County, they call themselves Loudoun County Love Warriors. Love Warriors. They got to point that out. It's just the opposite of that when they're planning violent acts. Right. Uh, Jonathan, uh, Emord for VA. I want for those of you just tuning in going, yeah, Jonathan, I didn't know about you. You're new. Yeah, if you're, you're new to all of this, Emord for VA.com. Uh, uh, there's a little video commercial that you could see on the site, different things. And you'll you'll know if you don't already know what Jonathan Emord stands for and why you want to support him. And you don't have to be in Virginia to support him all over the United States. You can support him in his efforts to become a U.S. senator. And at that point, it will tip the balance, if you will, in the Senate uh, toward freedom. And I know that not everybody is a Jonathan Emord. Not not everybody's a, a, you, a me. We're all unique and different. But if we gather together and speak out, and that silent or quieter majority that has moved finally to action because, you know, we simply, most of us, why we're quiet and why we go about our business. We're not interested in messing with other people's lives and business. We want to be left alone. We want to leave other people alone. And it's pretty simple, the golden rule, right? And we've lost that. And that is where we are now uh, confronted for those of us who said, you know, I'd rather not do anything. I just want to be left alone. You realize they're coming for you everywhere. And it, they're coming through you to you through the guise of public health. I'm going to talk to Jonathan about that in a moment, but I want to ask you, Jonathan, how is your friend, uh, Matt Strickland? Uh, he's running for U.S. state Senate in Virginia that could, uh, really alter the way the elections are run between now and then, because that's a big concern for all of us is election integrity everywhere, including Virginia. 
for the sake of counting actual votes because you're going to you're going to tater Tim Kaine when you run in the general. I know it, but we want to make sure that the count is right. Yeah, so Matt's going to be instrumental in that regard in protecting election integrity. He's running for the state Senate in the Virginia District 27, uh, Stafford County and, and uh, Fredericksburg and that area. I went up there uh, just just a short while ago. I believe it was, what was it, last week, the end of last week I was up there. Mm-hmm. Um, down there, I should say, from mm-hmm. where I am. And uh, I went out to the Stafford County Government Center and stood in front of the polling areas, met a whole bunch of people coming in. I've got to believe that Matt's going to win this thing big because I'll tell you, we were out there. There were a whole bunch of people out there supporting Matt at the polls. I didn't see one person supporting his Republican opponent. And then I also saw people coming in for about three hours and almost all of them were voting for Matt, almost all of them. And then the other thing was I went out into the communities in in Stafford. I went to different communities with Matt and I went door to door along the way and met a whole bunch of different people with different concerns in Virginia, but almost without exception, they were all lined up for Matt. I, I would talk to them. They seemed to know who Matt was, or if they didn't know who Matt was, when I explained to him his history and his fight against uh, Virginia Governor Northam, when he shut down all the restaurants and that this guy had come back from Afghanistan and Iraq, having fought for freedom over there for Americans to defend our interests, came back to the United States and opened a restaurant only to find out the governor of his state was effectively shutting down the restaurant over COVID and would force everyone to be masked and would force everybody to all these ridiculous rules about if you if you're at the bar, you can uh, you can take your mask off. But if you stand up at the bar, you got to put it back on. If you stand uh, let, if you're more than. The story of Gormelts, which you've told on the yeah. air before, and you helped to defend him. You wrote letters they on. Saying, they were saying stuff like this. So. You know, restaurants like that that uh, have uh, live entertainment and all that stuff, they go into the wee hours of the morning sometimes. And uh, here's here's another uh, gem from Governor Northam. He ordered every Virginian to remain in their house between midnight and 5 a.m. Are you serious? He did. That, that's what he ordered. So part of the violation for Matt was that his restaurant was open at past midnight sometimes. And anyway... That whole thing, I represented him in that, and, and the ABC board uh, had confiscated his, his license, had confiscated all of his alcohol. They had some 25 police come in and take all of his alcohol out of the business. Then they shut him down effectively because of that. Then uh, they threatened mil- uh, criminal prosecution, uh, tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars of penalties for every day he was open mm-hmm. when they wanted him to be closed. So and in violation of their ridiculous rules. So, um, you know, we petitioned Governor Yunkin. Governor Yunkin issued an executive order. The executive order uh, required all these agencies that had holdovers from Northam to reveal the number of people they had fined for violating the rules for the COVID and for uh, all the ones that had their licenses suspended. And then the upshot of all that was that we succeeded. Uh, the When I went before the, the board, worked on this, we ended up getting uh, out of the board uh, a reinstatement of his license, all the alcohol returned, and then an agreement by the Commonwealth's attorney not to take any legal action, no prosecution. So it was a complete victory, but only because of the people's support for him, the governor acting in that instance, but also um, principally the people supporting him and the courage. I've never met a guy 
who's been right up against the wall with a government gun against his head and says, I will not back down from freedom. I will stand here and if you're gonna pull the trigger, go right ahead. I am not going to buckle down. I'm not going to kneel. You are not going to cut my head off uh, and have me be a supplicant. I'm standing strong for freedom. And that's how I was raised. And that's how I'm going to be for the rest of my life. This man's a man who loves freedom. Oh, I met him at your event, one of the events we did together in Virginia, and he spoke uh, eloquently, of course, in support of you. He's grateful for your help and getting his business back as well. But to have him be as passionate and, and fearless in standing against the monster state, uh, both state and federal, is something that is uh, uh, admired by me, certainly. I wish more Americans would appreciate how much we understand that loving our government is not the same as bowing down to it, and becoming subservient to it. You know, the limited form that was written about in the Constitution has long since been overrun. And to put government back into a constitutional cage is, I'd say, the obligation of every American if they understood what it means for themselves and or their uh, offspring. You know, our posterity as they left this to their posterity, that is us, whether we came here over the course of the, the you know, the years of existence of America or can trace back like my my wife back to you know, not only daughters of the American Revolution, but the Jamestown Society going back that far. Uh, and, you know, me on my side of the family being immigrants within the last few generations, uh, but the love of country coming from those that come here legally, the immigrants, the fierce defense of America, the love of country of those people, should, it should put anybody that was born in America, if not to shame, then to wake you up to realize the country you think is horrible is the best thing that's been created on this planet since recorded history in terms of limited government. No, we haven't lived up to those high ideals because we went to sleep on it. We got lazy on it. We got too materialistic and we lost sight of what inspired, I believe, the founders. And that is a love of God. And yes, that is right. A spiritual essence, that freedom, that fundamental individual liberty and defense of it is a spiritual imperative. And that's why many of the people that came over to North America at the time before there was a United States of America came for religious and spiritual freedom. They did not want to be told by the king, queen, or emperor how they needed to believe or worship. And that's something that was slammed on during COVID because why public health administrations, public health agencies supported by uh, the uh, Biden administration in the current sense uh, run roughshod over us through fear-mongering and collectivism. And there's an article here I'm shocked that's in Newsweek, a, co a commentary by Jay Bhattacharya. He says, it's time for laws limiting the power of public health institutions. You think? Public health has become synonymous with Marxism and, de and, and diminishment of any freedom or opposition to whatever they say goes, even if they're dead wrong. And we talked about the issue yesterday uh, on the show of transgenderism, this uh, this agenda to confuse kids even more, talked about some of the physiological causes, perhaps, including vaccinations where you've got aborted fetal cells from both male and female babies that were terminated. How is that affecting? We don't know. Not studied. How about all the endocrine disruptors in drugs and hormones, much less other environmental pesticides that we have now viable options? My gosh, I just was introduced, Jonathan, uh, to an invention out of Australia that's now here in America from Contact Organics that can absolutely replace glyphosate and Roundup, do everything that does without toxicity. And I've used it, I've tested it, it's amazing. 
And so in innovation and in freedom, we don't need a heavy-handed EPA telling us not to pollute, even though they are captured by polluters that are not interested in innovating. We have people all across this land and around the world that are innovating and don't ask for permission, except now they have to go through the EPA to get it approved, which is amazing, and they have in this case. And I just want to have your commentary as we wrap up the next few minutes here about the public health, the ruse of public health. I said there's no such thing as public health. There's your health. There's my health. Public health is a legal fiction, especially the way they batter us with it. Well, this whole thing is a movement towards authoritarianism, taking away individual liberty. You know, Abraham Lincoln said of America that we are the last best hope for freedom on earth. And he said that if destruction be our lot, we must be its author and finisher. He, he, he explained that freedom is something that is absolutely indispensable. As an American, we must understand that. And so long as we do, we can remain free. So it, it, it's, it's up to us to decide. So he said that if, you know, destruction be our lot, we must be its author and finisher. And then he also said that we will live for all time as freemen or we will die by suicide. And those prophetic words, which were said in 1838 at the at the uh, Lyceum in Springfield, Illinois, before young men, um, applies very prophetically to our time. We have it in our hands to decide our fate. People don't realize this. With all the horrors that we see in the news every day about these radical, crazy ideas being implemented right and left, government policies that make no sense to us, open borders that defy credulity, uh, we, we, we tend to think, well, you know, that's uh, because of these horrible people. We don't have any power over them. Well, in reality, we do, because in numbers, we have strength. And if we have the right vehicles in government that can pursue the agenda that we can support, then we can achieve it. And as I've said many times, I'm happy to be the point of the spear, the tip of the spear, if everyone is the spear. And I'm confident that we have a majority that is willing to support freedom in this country and not allow our country to devolve into a socialist dictatorship. So we're going to achieve this. We're going to do this. Do not fear. We will overcome these obstacles to freedom. We will be a free people. It is our destiny. And we will ensure that we achieve what is expected of us, not just for ourselves, but for our posterity. We will be free. We're not going to be uh, slaves. It is absolutely antithetical to everything that makes us Americans. And that's why I enjoy so much our visits together on the Sacred Fire of Liberty edition of the Robert Scott Bell Show each and every week as we uh, work towards getting you into the United States Senate and supporting others that are, uh, whether they're going into elected office or not, that stand for this principle or these principles for which we, uh, we live, breathe, eat, sleep, and uh, defend. So, uh, Jonathan, my gosh, you got so much coming up. And, and I wanted to ask you more about last question was about our friend, Dr. Robert Verkirk, who was with you at a health freedom event just this last week. I wish I could have been there to see that and be part of it. How did it go? It went so great. I love Dr. Verkirk. And I, he, he is going to be with us uh, at our house here in uh, Virginia on Saturday. Before oh, yeah? they, oh, he flew in for this event. Oh He's my gosh. fantastic at it. Yeah. We had this wonderful event, you know, in Fredericksburg with uh, all these people advocating an end to the vaccines and an end to the tyranny that is associated with it. And also explaining the horrors of the vaccine. We have four uh, distinguished medical authorities 
on the vaccine from pediatricians to other healthcare practitioners who are excellent. Mm -hmm. uh, we had Dr. Roselle, who's just fantastic. He was there brilliantly speaking directly to the issues, explaining in detail both the problems and treatments that were available, early treatments. Um, uh, Dr. Irwin, who's a pediatrician, explained the horrors of the vaccine and uh, for people who are shut-ins as well as children. Uh, so it was a great event. We had uh, 75 people there, uh, really good turnout. And really, uh, I think everybody benefited from the information that came out of it. And Dr. Burkirk was, of course, brilliant as usual. Well, give Rob a big hug from all of us here. We love him. And he, of course, now executive director of the Alliance for Natural Health, uh, both U U.S. and uh, the U.K. and Europe. And right. a brilliant man, a good friend of all of ours and a good friend to freedom. And I'm glad you guys are hanging out. I wish I could be there with you. I wish you were too, Robert. Well, we've got some other events coming up that I, I know we'll be at together. So we'll talk about that too. Folks, uh, support Jonathan Emord, emord4va.com. And remember, as we wrap up the first hour, there's a whole lot more to go that the power to heal, even politically, is yours. Oh, man, I, there's so much to talk about and unpack from that hour. We've got a lot more to do this hour uh, as well. Uh, Sherry Neal will be joining us bottom of the hour to answer one of the questions of the day related to the missing link formula. I think she's done that maybe on our AMA for our uh, patron supporters. And by the way, if you'd like to become a patron supporter of the Robert Scott Bell Show, as little as five bucks a month or you can pay a year in advance, that helps us to do things you, you, don't, you can't imagine. Thank you so much for that. Uh, we are going to have our Zoom AMA uh, coming up on, uh, I think, uh, is it a week from Monday? If I'm not mistaken, I got to look at the calendar and see where we are. Uh, 22nd. 22nd. So, no, a week from, yeah, this coming. So, 22nd, we'll do our AMA, 7 o'clock Eastern, uh, 4 p.m. Pacific. We try to flip it between a weekday and then a Saturday morning or midday uh, so we can hit everybody that wants to attend. But sometimes we can't. Yeah, sometimes we can't. We get too busy. Like this and, one. Yeah. So, uh, for those of you who join in and become a patron supporter, you have access to so much more, including every previous AMA except for the first few we lost on YouTube because we had them stored privately there until we got banned on YouTube. And, and I was talking to you super D earlier cause I, somebody just shared or liked an old video of ours from our, a show from like, like 2020, early 2020, mm -hmm. early part of the COVID crazy. And it was, I think before the jab and everything. And it was on Periscope, which was Periscope, yeah. on Twitter. And we're, we, we do go on tw out on Twitter as well. And I thought, my gosh, could all the, the YouTube's beyond Periscope. And he said, no, it was like a little before that. I was like, got my hopes up for a second there. Yeah. Uh, the, the lost, some of the lost episodes, but uh, we've been doing this for a long time. I've been on the air since 1999. Super Don, you've been with me now for what? 16, 17 years? 18, since 2005. Good Lord. Yeah. Good Lord. And how do we even hang out together? It's crazy to think about, isn't it? It's just amazing. It's like 18 years. So that means like since my daughter was born just about, and she, Today, I, uh, gosh, it was kind of a melancholy. What year was she born? Oh, five. Yeah. No, I remember. In fact, I think my wife made a comment about that, that she remembered when that yeah. happened. Yeah. It's just incredible. And today I dropped her off at school, final day of her senior year. Now it's all playtime the rest of this school year. They've got senior trip, but they got all kinds of fun stuff. And I'm like, yeah. how did this happen? Super done. How? You blinked. 
How? I got yep. two kids now that are grad. Well, my son had graduated a few years past, but oh, good Lord. What a, it's amazing. Super proud of her. Uh, I mentioned on the back of her, I think I did. I don't know if I mentioned it here. I don't know who I'm talking to now. Uh, the, <laughs> the uh, uh, graduation invitation, we ordered some or, or announcements, announcements more or less. And on the back, she was going to put a poem up and she just like didn't like the poem she had come up with. And she decided to put the five rules of improv on the five rules of improv on the back of her because she loves to do improv. It's like, she's like, you know, a chip off the old block. Cause I'm, I love improv, the ability to just be spinning on a dime in the midst of all kinds of chaos. And you find something pithy or funny or silly to say or do. And she just loves to be in that mode. There they are five rules of improv that she, as she's learned them, uh, I think they're pretty good. Number one, God is the best improv player. So that is, a beautiful spiritual thing, lean on God in those moments of, of, you know, in life when you need to improvise. And there's a lot of times where all your best laid plans go to ruin. And you're like, what do I do now? God be there at that point, And you can have just tremendous insight and be guided. Uh, the yes. And principle, you know, never to go negative, you know, no, 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 no. It's yes. And you know, yes. And, and it just kind of builds and lifts and uplifts in the, in that, in those moments, pretty, pretty profound. If you can learn about that. So these improv rules are good for life in general. Uh, you look good. If you make your partner look good, you know, this reminds me of my discussion with doc harmony on Sunday show. How many of you have listened and share? I'm hearing from some of you going, that was an amazing discussion on relationships with doc harmony, uh, based on the queen's code. And I don't know if super Don, you and your, your wife have listened to it. It's pretty, pretty amazing. Cause I was I was teasing my wife about this. I was like, honey, do you know you're 100% responsible for the success of this relationship? And she looked at me, he's like, Ooh, what are you saying? Right. And I kind of elicited that response for fun. But, uh, really when you hear that women, you're going to want to hear this. Uh, there are things that you have great control over in the relationship and that's not a negative. It's a positive. And listen to the, uh, the inter interview with doc harmony from Sunday's broadcast conversations on the Robert Scott bell show is really wonderful. Uh, so five rules for improv. Uh, you look good. If you make your partner look good, that's a great rule for life. How about you don't have to be funny. I know you have to be funny looking like me. That would have been a tough one for me in my early years. I know. Like, what do you mean? I don't have to be funny. Yes, I do. Have, I have to just to survive. Gotta Most make people laugh. Life. Right. If you don't have certain skills, funny can, can go a long way. In fact, uh, for those of you guys out there that are looking for a long-term committed relationship, and you don't have the Adonis good looks of a Ken doll, for instance, you know, the artificial, we talked about the artifice of beauty, right? Uh, you know, inside, outside. Remember we just had Kelly on a couple of days ago, burned on three quarters of her body when she was a child, what she went through to grow up, become a profound, powerful tool of upliftment in communicating about beauty from the inside out and really having to live it. Uh, we have, uh, this thing called humor, a sense of humor. Super Don, have you heard about like, Ladies, you know, you look at some women that are outwardly very beautiful, according to a lot of standards, and they're with a guy where you're like, dude, you know, us guys would even go, dude, really? Because <laughs> we're superficial beings too, to some degree. Of course, we're very, yeah. we're very visually oriented. I acknowledge you're like, that. Man, she is out of your league. How did you but do then that? you ask that woman often, what is it that you see in your mate? And, and oftentimes it's, he makes me laugh. Mm -hmm. What is the value of bringing laughter to someone, to anyone? a spouse, a loved one, a cousin, a friend, or a, a, even an enemy bringing laughter. My gosh, what a powerful tool, humor. And guess what? The root word of humor is hue. 
You've heard me talk about this ancient and sacred name for God. I you thought know, it was hum. Well, hum is another way to do it. If you can mm -hmm. hum, you, mm -hmm. all of that. But the basis is spirit, humor. We are happy beings, even though we get bogged down in, in the realities of our life in the physical world. And fi finally, number five, uh, tell a story. You can't go wrong when you're telling a story. I know some people don't want to hear your story. Some people don't want you to tell your story. But that's an important part. And even in the relationship, you know, guys tell stories. Women, don't don't be dissing on stories. No, I'm, not, I'm not dissing on women right now. Just you have to listen to the Kind of sounded like you were. I know. Yeah. But go listen to the context. And my, and my honey, my wife, I asked her as she listened to it this morning. And I said, so now do you get the 100% responsible? She's like, totally. But it's context. It's contextual. And uh, if you look at, you know, the, the final line on that, you don't have to show it again, but my, my daughter add that. So it's time to improv my way through life. I love that about my daughter. She's just so in, imbued with the spirit to guide her through all of what she's been through, you know, as a young lady in the ultimate minority in her school for five years from eight through, through and she's still who she is just in, so impressive. So, but yeah, tears, I'm probably going to cry too, because it's kind of crazy to think that she's almost 18 and graduating. It's wild. <sighs> Indeed. Yeah. We won't, we won't get all teary eyed. No, right now. I will. Been there. Been yeah. there. Yeah, you I'm here for you, man. Thanks, my brother. <laughs> That's very nice of you, Super Don. I appreciate that very much. Uh, any comments on, on last hour with Emord? I thought it was a very spirited hour, great discussion points, and, you know, it's Emord letting it loose on, on freedom and very positive in the outlook, too, which was nice. Yeah, no, it was good. Uh, it was it was definitely. I just did a yeah, no. I hate that. Yeah, no. I hate when people do that. Yeah, no. It's like, <laughs> yeah, which no. one is it? What is Make that? Make up your mind. Yeah, yeah no. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Well, always, we, always good with Jonathan. Super D, the, the one thing I wanted to add, and I kind of hinted at that maybe in the first hour about the um, – the Trump appearance on CNN, no. the weakling of a so-called reporter interviewing him. Who do you want to win? Can't you say who you want to win right between Ukraine? So and you're Russia? not going to say Ukraine. You want right. Ukraine I'm to like, win. I'm sorry. What? The, <sighs> you, you, this is not a sporting event. This is not like the Buffalo Bills versus the Cowboys or whatever. It's yeah. like this is people's lives. And what was Trump's response? I want to stop the killing on both sides. I mean, Love or hate Trump, man. But, I, you know, here's the thing. It, 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 yeah. it was so easy to see the the chess move mm -hmm. on that, right? Because you could tell that they were going to want to go, oh, well, you know, Russia, Russia, Russia. You know, you and Russia and Putin and Russia yeah. and stuff, you know. And it's like, so they were trying to get him in a, in a gotcha situation. And right. that, was the, that was the obvious strategy mm -hmm. from the beginning. Now, I didn't watch the whole thing. I just caught the highlights. Yeah, I was preoccupied last night, so I didn't have a chance yeah. to watch it. But uh, it, it it was interesting because you know if if you've been doing any reading on CNN, uh, Chris Licht, who's the new CEO, uh, took over things for CNN uh, months ago. Mm -hmm. You know his whole you know concept of CNN has been we're going to get away from the partisan obvious bias of cnn we're going to revamp cnn and we're going to make them more of a main you know middle ground centrist type of of network that's focused on on more of telling you the news and not uh you know having a biased propaganda you know type of of leaning to it uh if you watched any of last night 
it's like, what are you doing? You know, this is not what you said you wanted to do. This is classic CNN. Yeah. This is you trying trying to get him. And he is not, you know, love him, hate mm. him. Uh, and there are things to love and there are things there can definitely can be some things to hate. But yeah. don't don't try and play Trump in his own game. I mean, yeah. I mean, come on. He's proven that he knows how to play the media. And you put him in a situation like that, he's going to excel. Yeah, it's uh, absolutely amazing. Now, one of the things that helps me get through get through all of this, you know, political discussion is uh, CBD. And in fact, I was taking this on the break. Uh, I've got the certified organic U.S. grown hemp CBD from our friends at Nutritional Frontiers. If you haven't taken advantage of the fifteen percent off, go to cbdnf.com. RSB fifteen gets you fifteen percent off, even when these things go on sale. You can double dip. And uh, they have things at Nutritional Frontiers that we use every day, including the uh, Enter DMG, counteracting the exposure to glyphosate inadvertently, which is seemingly almost in everything. And also now Superdon has put up a link uh, to get the contact organics formula uh, through LiveClean, L-I-V-K-L-E-E-N.com. Uh, There's a banner there as well, as well as now the banner to the Flicka Seed organic soil that we're using or soil amendments and our heirloom seeds and things. So if you haven't, uh, you know, fully engaged in the in the springtime growing months, not too late. Uh, and you can use the code RSB5 on that one to get a discount uh, with the Contact Organics uh, glyphosate alternative. Let's just call it that for what it is, uh, and more than it than that. Uh, you can use the code just RSB to get the free the brass nozzle that makes it work, the right sprayer, uh, so it doesn't get clog up and doesn't work. So it's important. And we'll show. I don't know which day. Super done. We want to, but I've got the pictures of before and after. Like, we can like do it whenever you want to. Yeah, yeah. So we'll get to that uh, as well. Maybe, maybe tomorrow would be a good day. I'm just thinking out loud here about uh, okay. when to do that. Uh, all right. So we got questions today, comments of the day. Um, one of the uh, things uh, I wanted to see cover in this opening. Let's see if I have the story here. Yeah. Uh, gosh, man, it, it it's so easy to bash the Biden administration. They make it so easy, and it's not like. Uh, we're partisan hacks because he's a Democrat. It isn't about that. I mean, if it was a Bobby Kennedy administration and he'd be doing something right, we'd be praising it. If you're doing something wrong, we'd be saying it. That's. I think we have a good track record there, Super D, including yes. with Trump. We liked what he, some of the things he did, we did in the other. So I, I think we can uh, be honest and, and have integrity uh, continuing, even though we're having to uh, point out the, the the awfulness of this administration. As bad as it's been in others, I mean, this is like taking it down to new levels and it's you know, that's saying something. So this headline out of Zero Hedge by Tyler Durden writes, Biden administration creates new disinformation office to oversee the rest. Now, uh. remember, we covered this, that there was a disinformation office that they had to disband. It was so embarrassing how obvious it was that it was a violation of the First Amendment. The government now was engaged in spying on citizens and censoring them. And yet here they're they're proclaiming that they're focused now again like the Department of Homeland Security, which has basically become a Department of Homeland Insecurity and or Homeland Invasion in support of the invasion. This is also a, a ruse. They are not going to spy on foreign governments or uh, uh, appear to go, hey, I wonder if we've got any Russian and Chinese disinformation happening on Facebook. Let's censor that because it might impact the election. <laughs> you know, that's not where they're going with this. In fact, they engaged in disinformation to make sure Trump would lose last time. Mm -hmm. Whether you love Trump or not, I don't think there was a free and fair election ultimately. Now, however you want to talk about the cheating of this or that, the very control of the flow of information was profound enough to tip the scales to some degree. 
And in this article, they talk about the claims that this uh, director of national intelligence, Averill Haynes, you know, when he described this creation of the Foreign Malign Influence Center, the FMIC, he says Congress put into law that we should establish a foreign malign influence center in the intelligence community. And, and he says, we have stood that we have stood that up referring to this legislation. And he says it encompasses our election threat work, essentially looking at foreign influence and interference in elections, but it also deals with disinformation more generally. Oh, does oh. That mean, uh, sounds like there's some gray area written in uh, here. So yeah, I think they got some wiggle room that said it isn't just monitoring foreign threats because as the FMIC is also authorized to, and I quote now, monitor the public opinion within the United States. So what does that mean? Monitor. We're going to monitor. Overt spying, utilizing CIA, NSA, FBI. You know, we are very cynical people, but we are for a good reason. Yeah. You know, we weren't born yesterday. Mm Mm-hmm. And this is not the first time they've tried to do something like this, you know? I mean, first, for first time that I remember really, you know, or at least first time I was really paying attention was after nine 11, when they put the Patriot act in place. Right. And suddenly it was just like, wait a minute, (laughs) you know, we had the internet, which was awesome. Mm -hmm. And because we had the internet, we were, we had access to other people's info and their analysis and you know uh things were able to be transferred and and read and and shared and emailed and all that stuff online mm-hmm. and we started learning about these things called fusion centers you remember that yeah and they yeah. they had these handbooks right and they, they were, were training everybody super d they were happening in the 1990s under a see clip. but see i i was not there not right there. i was not there so for me it was when when they had these handbooks that were being given out somebody got a hold of one of these things and, and we were talking about that i remember talking about this on the show where they were talking about well you know if someone happens to have a pocket constitution yeah they might be a terrorist you might be a terrorist if we need to if if they if they uh they have a ron paul sticker on their car they, they might be a a, a terrorist. homegrown terrorist, a domestic terrorist, right? Yeah. So they're not just monitoring foreign threats. They admit it. They acknowledge it. And what they are trying to do, and I quote now again in this article, what we have been doing is effectively trying to support the global engagement center and others throughout the U.S. government in helping them to understand what are the plans and intentions of the key actors in the space. And of course, they point to China, Russia, Iran, etc. But the re- the flashlights pointing inward. The threat is not just them or not them at all. In fact, it's our own deep, dark state government. That's not so deep and dark. It was dark, but it's not so deep. It's coming to the surface and admitting what it's doing. The influence of human beings interacting with human beings and stating their opinions that are in opposition to federal government opinions or opinions of one particular administration or the deep state oligarchical administration that it, that exceeds and supersedes any movement from president to president. Even the parties change, but the oligarchy remains the same. And this is the group as part of the FMIC utilizing the existing spy agencies, NSI, NSA, CIA. Look at that. Is that the, uh, the, the seal of it? Apparently, yeah. Foreign Malign Influence Center <laughs> of the United States of America. Does that not look a little bit uh, forthrightish uh, at this point? It's very interesting. So, again, I don't know. This is just one of those things we're going to have to keep an eye on this. And I'm sure there are other people who will be doing the same. 
mm-hmm. uh, to find out what exactly it is these guys are going to do. Yeah. Listen to Matt Tybee's uh, uh, quote here, and I'll, I'll leave it at that. It's the basic rhetorical trick of the censorship age. Raise a fuss about foreign threat, about a foreign threat, using it as a battering ram to get everyone from Congress to the tech companies to submit to increased regulation and surveillance. Then slowly adjust your aim to domestic targets. There you go. Yeah. All right. Well, well, we had to cover it. It's important. We've got other stories to cover here. Millions of people are prescribed antidepressants for what? Depression? No. For chronic pain. Pain. Right? FDA okay with that? Yeah. Doctors okay with that, apparently. Around one-third of people globally live with chronic pain, according to this article. And millions of people are prescribed antidepressants to relieve the condition. Talk about going off-label. It's inter- well, you know what? Here's the thing, and I think one of the ones in this study that they found that was the uh, the one. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the poster child of that is a, is a drug called duloxetine. Mm-hmm. And the way this this drug works, if I remember correctly, it's not an SSRI. I think it's like an S N R I. and Yes, yes. And what they did find in the clinical trials is that this did have some kind of effect on like. Feel good uh, neuropathy, yeah, right. uh, type of pain. Mm-hmm. Uh, but outside of that, there's a bunch of other ones that they prescribe as well. And so that you know, the question they're asking now, of course, like all these man, yeah, all these these articles that we end up reading where they're like, we oh, we've been prescribing this for 15 years, and we're just now going, hey, does it really work? Maybe we should look into this. <laughs> Send us money, right? <laughs> there is no research looking at long term use of the drug. Once again. I acknowledge that even an SSRI drug, as much as I'm opposed to them, Mm -hmm. I know people that have said, I've tried everything and nothing worked and that helped me. Not disputing that. Although when they say I've tried everything, I always ask them, well, did you try this? No. Did you try this? No. Did you try this, this, or this? Oh, none of those. But I tried everything. And honestly, on these drugs, these, these, these antidepressants, if you, if you listen very closely to these, these commercials, Mm -hmm. They go, well, you know, when they're explaining, you know, the drug, they always say it might do this. Yeah. It may do this. So in reality, the thing is they really don't even honestly know. Yeah. But they jumped through enough hoops. They got FDA approval and and they've been prescribing the thing for 10 to 15 years. Yeah. And now it comes out that it's happening and there's no science to support it. Um, but again, anecdotal evidence is real evidence in my opinion. However, uh, if that were the case, they allow it for drugs. Why not for, well, how about Kratom? How about CBD and cannabinoids? How about essential fatty acids making claims on the use for pain reduction? Um, there's a lot of things that can help that are outside of the drug category that might preclude the even use of these SNRIs that they talk about in this study. All right. We've got topical aspects of the CBD uh, that we get from uh, nutritional frontiers, which is transdermal. I've talked about that. It's it's phenomenal too. All right, Super D. Um, we have a, a special guest joining us, a great supporter of the Robert Scott Bell Show, and we are a supporter of hers and her husband and her dog Zeus, which uh, is an adorable, uh, loving dog. And uh, get together at the Health Freedom Expo. Zeus, ha- Zeus has to be a big dog. Zeus is a you big can't dog. you yeah. can't name a Chihuahua Zeus. That would be on. I isn't that right? Right. Hey guys. Hey, <laughs> Could you, have you ever met a chihuahua named Zeus? I have not. Yeah, I think that would be irony. 
uh, I think. What kind of dog is Zeus? Zeus is half French Mastiff. So okay. a dog is Well, there you go. There you go. And Hooch and yeah. half yes. Okay. All right. He's a very friendly dog. Zeus that has works. hung out at many a trade show with me and the gang, and he's such a good dog. I'm so impressed with Zeus. Uh, he's a so good boy. He is really a good boy. It's good to good to see you, Sherry, and thank you for uh, spending on a dime to join us today. We asked you that because we had a question come in, which I think we've addressed, but maybe only at, during our AMA for our patrons. And yeah. uh, I wanted you here to talk about it as well because yesterday we had a, a, a great interview with uh, my friend uh, and homeopath, Dr. Janet Leviton, and we talked about a lot of the causes, contributing factors to the transgender issue, the uh, gender dysphoria, including the uh, topic of aluminum. In the Materia Medica, we yeah, find yeah. out that aluminum has some very strange uh, symptoms associated with its toxicity and presence in the body, including confusion about things like this. Uh, so then, then we got a question of the day. Super Don, do you have it? I don't have it in front of me. I don't know if it's in the notes that you can help us see it and read it. There it is. All right. Dear RSB, after listening to yesterday's podcast with Dr. Janet Leviton, I have to ask about aluminum. I was going to ask you about the missing link supplement I've been taking for a while. The ingredient list on the bottle lists aluminum first. I know it's, it's an alphabetical list, y'all, by the way. I know aluminum is not a good thing, so why is it found in the missing link? Is it a different form that is not harmful? I hope you'll clarify this for me, either by answering on your show or just emailing me. Thank you so much. I don't want to continue taking a product if it's harmful, but I know you've said you also take missing links, so I'm curious. And that's from Diane. And Diane, thank you for asking that. Uh, we don't shy away from, quote-unquote, controversial questions about right. things we believe in or use. We go into and head them off at the pass and go, all right, yeah, what's the deal here? And we've talked about this, even with Chris Barr, not a doc when he was with us. And uh, Sherry, let's talk about this issue of the many minerals in Missing Link, the form that they're in, why they're there and why it's safe or not. Sure. And it really is a good question because so many of us got into the natural health because of health issues and heavy metal toxicity is something that we're like, ha ah, we got to work on it. And then you look at this label and you see that. So I, I completely understand. Um, if you remember the first label only listed four things and um, I got questions every day. Well, what, what else is in it? And I thought, let's just put it out there. Mm -hmm. And like you said, thank you for mentioning it is in alphabetical order. So there's no, it's not like other things where the first is the, the Most, largest yeah. content or whatever. So, Trace minerals, organically chelated trace minerals have gone through a natural process. So it's literally plants have taken up the mineral salts from the soil and converted them. And they, they're not toxic. They actually help us to get rid of toxins. So there's a difference between organic and inorganic minerals. And so in this case, organic means a molecule that contains a carbon rather than food grown without pesticides. So it's a little bit of a different wording, right? but absolutely not toxic and helpful to remove the heavy metal toxins. Well, and we talk about where it comes from, ancient uh, mineral beds uh, that are naturally chelated through and brought up through plants through years and decay over I don't know, zillions of years. Right. Uh, pulvic and humic kind of acid conditions as well. So it's it's quite different than, uh, uh, you know, unbound free aluminum atoms and ions. These are bound. Absolutely. Said, uh, and, and usually bound to silica to make it inert in terms of not harmful, but healthy. Yeah. So I don't know if I mentioned this the last time I was on. There was a study done, like an experiment done in the 80s by um, 
Gary Price Todd. He's an MD and the study involved individuals with heavy metal poisoning, specifically lead, mercury, cadmium and aluminum. And they were placed on a protocol of full spectrum micro trace minerals, organically chelated micro trace minerals. And after 16 months, they demonstrated reduced levels of toxic metals in these patients. So that goes to show you that having the right trace minerals can help to push out the toxins and the heavy metals. Exactly. Now you're helping a lot of people there. I see. Is that your office where you, where people come in and ask? Yeah. Yeah. It's part of it. Yeah. This is, it's loud. This little street that I'm on is really loud, but it's a, it's a nice, nice, comfortable place to hang out. And I just had somebody leave. She was doing a foot bath. We do all kinds of fun things here. Um, of course, uh, your picture's on the wall out front. So everybody gets to come in and see your face. I didn't know that. Is it the funny face that Super Don likes? To no, <laughs> I should post that. No, that would sure. frighten people away from your office. Please don't put that up. That's not a good plan. <laughs> By the way, I'm so excited about going to Leslie's house and um, eating some organic pie. You too. Pie. You know, I have to share some with you, Sherry? I'm thinking, yes, I'm thinking about the food. I was like, do we need to take our grill? What else can we take? Like, Yes. Well, you definitely want to bring some food to grill out too, but uh, the, the, the organic uh, gluten-free pie is, you know, I think, I don't know why it's not sold out yet just on that basis alone. <laughs> some of that. But uh, yeah, I'm glad you guys are going to be there, uh, which is going to be amazing. And Superon, can you pull up that event uh, page on our upcoming events? We should probably go through a few of these things. And I know the Red Pill Expo is also, we've just added and confirmed it, middle of August in Des Moines, Iowa. Are you far from Des Moines? Yeah. You are far from it's Des Moines? Ways. I didn't know. Seems like it'd be closer, but it's closer than where I am anyway. But that's going to be yeah, a, you know, a kind of thing. Uh, so, all right. So we got the, uh, the event Doctors for Dr. Moore coming up. We scroll down one at a time. We'll get there eventually. Uh, the Spellers movie is going to be shown May 22nd. This is That's a Utah-based event. Thanks to Kristen Chevrier hosting that in the theater. Um, then we have the Advanced Medicine Conference, St. Louis. Sherry, are you far from St. Louis? No, and I may still try to get to that one. Okay. I've got a lot of family there. Yeah, I would love to see you guys there. And then the We the Patriots USA is the following weekend in Boise, Idaho. I'm excited about that. I've never been to Boise. I hear it's a really good foodie town, like a lot of organic farm-to-table nice. stuff. So I think I'm going to eat well that weekend. I have just the sense of it. Uh, then we have the real solutions for healthy living outside of, uh, well, north of Denver in Loveland, Colorado, June 24th. There it is, the Goody Farms Homestead hosting the RSB Family Union, July 14th, 15th, and 16th. Um, we did have a question because some people can't or won't do those QR scans. Um, do we know how, if you can you click on it and will it take them to a page, Super Don, if you actually click on it where they don't have to scan anything? Does that tab link to anything, that poster, the RSB Family Union? Sorry, I was muted. Uh, I, I, I don't have a URL for that. so There's nowhere to go. See, we need to get no. Leslie to let us know because, oh, Leslie's on, so she needs to tell us how to get to a page for people that don't do QR codes because we'd like to link that banner up to that. That would be helpful. Or maybe Super Don, no. you can just take that QR code and convert it to a URL because I think you can scan it. Yeah, actually, I can do that. Yeah, that would be amazing. Yeah. All right, so we got that. Les Leslie's going to be hosting us and her family, her six girls and all their animals and critters. And uh, someone had written in, I think, in, in I don't know if it was a question of the day as well, about the homesteading stuff and learning about the animals and hoping they get it on video, too. Uh, so beyond that, we have the Maho Summer Splash. That's uh, Columbus, Ohio. 
And there may be, a, I think Whitaker's Farm Market is going to host me for an event. It might be that Friday as well in Ohio to do a, a lecture for the public. We have the Cancer Control Society big event, and that's Labor Day weekend in Glendale, California at the Glendale Hilton Hotel. And then we have, of course, the Biomed Expo you've been hearing about uh, September 14th through 17th, 2023 in Las Vegas. Then we got the Red Pill Expo. My gosh, look at this, man. The tour keeps growing August 12th and 13th, Des Moines, Iowa. I'll be there speaking and, and emceeing. Then we have uh, the uh, eighth annual Your Health Freedom Symposium. Kristen Chevrier hosting that back in Utah, 6th and 7th of October. And then right after that, the the big one, the, the Health Freedom Expo, where we have such a great time. It's a, That's also a great reunion. And I hope you all can plan on being there. And there'll be more added as we learn of more. Sherry, and you're going to be at all of them, right? Yeah. Hey, have you ever been to the <laughs> Wise Traditions Conference? Uh, I have once when it was in Atlanta many years ago. It was sensational. It was absolutely It's going to be in Kansas up. City this year, and okay. we're going to go. I'm still waiting for them to introduce, uh, let's say, re-invite me to speak at that event. Because that was like, oh my gosh, that was an amazing event. Well, I'll I'll put that in as a request. Okay, maybe we'll get back to it because I love the Wise Traditions group. And yeah. uh, again, going back to the real food. Uh, let's see. Uh, we have questions and comments. Can you stick around, Sherry, for these questions and comments? I'd love to have yeah, you. Yeah, sure. Okay, Sherry Neal's hanging on. By the way, how do people find you for those that want to learn and, and consult? Absolute Wellness Center LLC.com. Absolute Wellness Center LLC.com. Okay, y'all mark that and check it out. All right, Super D, uh, go to question or comment. Question of the day. Here it is. This is from Grace. Oh, this is good. Sherry knows all about this. What are your thoughts on distilled water as the purest and best water to drink regularly? Thank you, Grace. Uh, Sherry, you want to take this? Um, I like my Echo Hydrogen Water. That's going to be my favorite. I don't mind distilled, but I have loved that machine since the day it arrived, and it tastes smoother and my people that say, oh, I can't drink water. Well, drink it. Yeah. The, yeah, the hydrogen does something, man, to the taste something. of everything. And it's a cell signal, signaling modulator. It, it's an antioxidant. It makes your, your water supercharged medicine. Distilled yep. water, yes, it's cleaner than just water. But water is a living thing. And it encounters things in the atmosphere in the world. Now, if it's a contaminant and it carries it in, we're not really in, in favor of that. That's why we utilize the filtration technology that the Echo Water System has. And you can, when you get this machine, you tell them if you're on a municipal system or a well system, they, they can match, mix and match, including even fluoride removal. Uh, but it's an electrolysis kind of unit that basically dissolves the H2 that's part of H2O to make it bioavailable in the water itself. And so it really makes it a supercharged, energizing antioxidant water, which is profound. And as you said, you've used the Echo Water for years. As have I, we've got Paul Bertero coming on uh, Tuesday as a Trinity graduate spotlight, which is awesome. Nice. Uh, and, and in addition, we'll catch up on him because now it's Echo Technologies that has the technology. He had licensed it to his previous company, and it's now under Echo Technologies. And we'll talk about how to plug into that, but it's still the same great top products. And there's even some innovative portable designs that you can carry with you to get hydrogen when you're, when you're not at your home unit. Definitely. I love it. I think every house needs one. Uh, agreed. Agreed. So we'll talk more about that next month. And you also can get that from Sherry or through Sherry. She has availability on those uh, units as well. Uh, do we have a comment of the day? We do. It's, I can't see it. It's a little. 
You got to go full screen. All right. This is from Carl. Daniel from France and dental implants. Oh, so this is a response to uh, our, our friend Daniel from France that wrote in. Hey, that rhymed. Never mind. <laughs> Actually, it was Samuel. Samuel? Oh, it was yeah. Samuel from France. Okay. Yep. Still rhymes. Samuel from France and dental implants, Carl says that. <laughs> uh, Carl says, I had seven dental implants installed. Unfortunately, I didn't know there even was an option for zirconium screws. So I have the titanium variety. Much to my dentist's chagrin, I did not take the antibiotics or prescription ibuprofen. They said, you told us you took them. I said, I took them from the pharmacy to my house. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, my mitigation protocol was homeopathic arnica, staphysagria, and some phytum. I also included silver hydrosol, one-to-one food-grade hydrogen peroxide, and water rinses. Therapeutic LED light and also did a CDS rinse. It was a painful procedure, but I came out of it without any infections or major issues. Carl, well, thank you for following up. I, I was very delicate in talking with Samuel about this, you know, on the air because, look, these uh, dentists, they are kind of CYA and they're, you know, you have to be on an antibiotic. And I understand why based on the invasiveness of any surgical procedure. It opens body parts to the world that nom- normally are not open. And so utilizing these strategies that Carl adds to what I shared, there are ways to navigate it without it. But I couldn't responsibly say, yeah, definitely do that. Right. And Sherry, you you have also had a lot of experience with the silver hydrosol and other things to enhance immunity. Would not be without it. It goes everywhere with us. I mean, my dog has never had medicine. So if he gets sick, he gets silver or homeopathics Mm -hmm. or whatever. And he takes a selenium and a silica every day and yeah he knows he's going to get silver in his water or copper we do copper too you can have you uh given him also the missing link on his food absolutely yeah that's another great thing it's easy to open up the little capsules we get it primarily from our friend jonathan at choose to be healthy.com you can use the rsb5 discount code also sherry you have access to this you're really carrying on in the tradition of our dearly departed friends not a doc and not a nurse uh, all those just still amazing to me how we've lost so many great friends and compadres, if you will, over the years here that did so much for all of us. And we continue on in their legacy to try and stay at that level of, of integrity, of course, with bringing things that actually work that are not harmful. And that's why, again, I'm grateful for uh, Diane's question about the missing link. I used to use the missing link before it was missing link back in the uh, early years of my recovery going organic and learning about supplements. It was called Trace Men's 74 back in the day. And Chris knew about it, you know, not a doc. And we talk about that. And he says, yeah, that was Trace. Because when he brought the missing link out, I said, it sounds like something I used to take. And he said, and I said, Trace Men's. He said, that's the stuff. It's like, dude, I was on to it. So uh, it's a li- kind of a living form of those minerals made bioavailable. And again, non-toxic, not harmful. I tend to, there you have it right there. I tend to take uh, two capsules, uh, once, maybe even twice a day. I don't know how you recommend or utilize it yourself. That's how I take it. Yeah. Two much. twice a day. Yeah. Pretty simple. And if you have animals, yes, you can open it up and pour it on their food. Uh, we've just started freeze drying, um, the, the, the raw, uh, meat products, liver, different things for the cats. Nice. And you know, the thing is we were buying the Stella and Chewy's, which is a pretty clean product that's freeze dried that for cats. But one bag is now like 50 or 60 bucks. Oh, my. Like they're pricing themselves out of the market. But again, I understand because it's the inflationary death spiral of the dollar. 
companies can't afford to put you know these quality products out there unless they jack up the price or make this make them smaller right right and so we went to the local butcher and found from grass-fed animals you know they, they'll sell a pound of liver for 350. I'm like what i can use that along with other things and, and de- desic- dry them up in in, in in the freeze dryer and now we have you know basically what cost us uh 60 bucks will now cost us like 10. that's great yeah so it's the strategies on how to be more efficient with the, if you care for your animals or your family. Yeah. So every company that we work with, it was, they kind of did this throughout the year, prices increased and it was a significant increase like per bottle on some things, three to six dollars, mm-hmm. which is huge. Yeah. So yeah. Any, any, the, the freeze dryer is amazing. My parents have one and I keep, meaning to get over there and freeze dry some, but they use it constantly. Like they're, they are getting ready. They're well, they are smart because yeah. that, that kind of storage can last years and even decades if you do it right. Um, I'm hoping, hoping that we don't have to have it that for that long. Yeah. But the reality is people are becoming much more aware of, uh, again, supply chain disruptions, economic uh, downturns that are significant and the inavailability of affordable food. Yes, you so you heard that right. And if you're waiting for FEMA to deliver you food, it's kind of food that you wouldn't normally eat. And of course, if you're really hungry, you'll probably eat anything as evidenced by what happened in Venezuela under the harshest of, of socialism, uh, the destruction of their economy. And then people were eating their pets. And I don't want to see anybody have to eat Zeus. That'd be no. horrible. No. <laughs> no. But I mean, that should motivate people to pl- plan ahead because yeah. you, you think about how horrific that is. You would like, I would never do that. It's like, you're starving, you're going to die. This is what was happening uh, in Venezuela and in other areas that have uh, you know been through these extreme poverty scenarios. And many people are not old enough to remember the so-called Great Depression. You know, a lot of that generation has died out, but they always had that mindset of save things, reuse things, have preparations for when there's a downturn because they lived through, you know, abject poverty at that time. And most of us haven't lived through that in that extreme. That's why we can't conceive of it as a reality and therefore pretend that it'll always be abundant and there's never a downturn. I mean, read about Joseph in the Bible, pay attention to your dreams. You might get some insight into uh, what you need to be doing that way. That's how God can speak to us. If you're not listening out here. So anyway, so what else is going on, Sherry? It's like I said, we just, here you are. Well, I wanted to mention, I don't know that I've ever mentioned it on here before, but for um, other practitioners, we wholesale the missing link. So you just need to get a hold of me and set up an account. Like, And I also wholesale or distribute for Megafood and Innate and Dr. Christopher's and um, who else? Argent 23, Sovereign Silver, Sovereign Copper. So for smaller businesses that maybe can't invest a large amount to get the wholesale price. Okay. I can help them get a few things without having to spend thousands and thousands of dollars. Okay. That's great to know. Thank you, Sherry, for that. And we're happy to support new practitioners with information, you know, whatever I have learned over the years and, you know, um, what else is going on? Well, we'll be at the wise traditions event. Mm-hmm. And that's in October in Kansas City. So I'm what, really what's looking at the date in October because that's a busy month. Always. Oh, I can tell you just a yeah. second. Oh, guess what? Right. I'm expecting my second grandchild. Oh. It has uh, been Carter's nine and a half. So this is wow. super exciting. We're ready for a baby. Oh my gosh. 
my daughter-in-law's got a midwife and a doula mm -hmm. and she's been following the not a doc pregnancy protocol nice well, in, in, in think about in, in uh, the fertility issues that you know are very prevalent now, more so than ever. I, I just uh, my wife and I went to a, a, a garden store over the weekend, and um, two of my friends who are in their early twenties, both married, they were trainers at my gym for a while, and now they moved on to do other things. They were there, and one of them is pregnant, first child on the way, and and I was talking to both of them about you know how they got pregnant, not specifically in terms of the act, but in terms of their nutritional stuff. Right. And, you know, cause I had uh, mentioned the hormonal changes formula uh, from Dr. Christopher's to my trainer, the owner of the gym. And within two months she was on that. She got pregnant. She has this beautiful uh, son nice. now like nine or 10 months old uh, quill, a uh, little star Lord. And awesome. uh, she said, uh, let's see, it was Taylor who said, yeah, I, I started taking the hormonal changes and then we got pregnant, right? Newlywed, new couples. And yet uh, the, the other sister, uh, she told me what she was taking. And I said, you're not on the hormonal change. She said, you know, I need to do that. Cause I mean, she also <laughs> wants to have children. I said, yeah. yes, do that. You've seen your sisters already there. And that's a big thing. Now, neither of these, uh, I call them kids in their twenties were injected with the, with the COVID, COVID clot shots and stuff. So that's great. They knew better. And they eat healthily. But even so, generationally, we've seen environmental exposure and decline uh, in terms of fertility, the ease of having children. Um, Utah is one of the few states that's still having replacement level births you know, because, you know, a lot of people believe in, you know, getting married young and having kids while you still can. But even that's on the decline. And so there's a lot more infertility everywhere. And so that's a great formula. They have one that I think they call it a fertility complex, but the hormonal changes seems to be working just fine. I love the hormonal changes. I've used it since the day Chris told me about it. Um, we swapped out some things that I've used from other companies and it just, it's amazing. I've used it from young, with young girls, just starting cycles to pre peri postmenopausal and people with fertility issues. Even um, a couple of men who had hot flashes after chemotherapy. Wow. And it worked. Yeah. Endocrine stuff, even for men. Yep. Did you, uh, you didn't happen to listen to my relationships interview with Doc Harmony, did you? I uh, couldn't listen. I got to go back and listen to that. It, it's very worthwhile. It's like, if any of you missed, I know some of you try to catch up. Some of you go, I just missed it. But that Sunday conversation is really impactful. And we all need that kind of insight in terms of relationships. And uh, yeah, Doc Harmony brought it. I think it's worth awesome. worth uh, sharing as well uh, with Definitely. anybody you care about having good good relationships. Here's a question. Uh, whatever happened to the healing power of positive thinking? This is a, a, a public or opinion piece, if you will, by Seth Smith at the Brownstone Institute. And it's, it's uh, based on a book. It says, uh, full catastrophe living, using the wisdom of your body and mind to face stress, pain, and illness by John Cabot Zinn. And one of the main resources this author turned to in the process of healing because he had a, a devastating a lot of pain and injury after a cycling accident. And he used a lot of positive thought and it changed things. And I, I was talking with super Don about this. I don't know if you guys know the, the comedian, um, musician lady, uh, Nicole Arbor. She's kind of like a social media person and people might dismiss her, but she overcame incredible chronic pain. A lot of it related to positive thinking and changing her life in a belief system. And I'm not saying it's easy. I'm just saying, where is that? Like this guy's asked, where 
do we tap into the power of the mind and the emotions instead of just, oh, let's get a pain-killing drug or even an herb when the herb can be necessary and helpful and I'm all for it. We utilize it in our home. But the idea of positive thinking has been lost somewhere. I agree with you. We can we can think ourselves well. We can also think ourselves sick. That negative energy just, it grows exponentially. So if we can spend our energies on the positive that will grow too it's hard yeah it can be hard the, the, the final paragraph is a really good one i like this author seth smith i like the way he writes he's got some great uh sentences and he talks about uh, dr vinnie prasad's vision for a completely gutted and reworked nih fda and cdc if it's eventually realized he says let's hope it's staffed with people who have actual public health and holistic well-being in mind and who are not tools of the pharmaceutical industry most importantly, he says, let's hope for a reawakening of the vision of positive and forward-thinking scientists, thinkers, and leaders who actually care about the people they serve and who aren't just the useful idiots of billionaire technologists and scheming global health authoritarians. But he's not holding his breath. He's a realist as well. I, I don't think those institutions can be corrected. I think we have to take that back, all of that power. So. With that, I, we've, we've come to the end of the show. Jerry, we did it. You made it so fast. Where's Zeus hiding? I don't see him. Zeus is at home. He okay. didn't come to work today. Sometimes he does, though, doesn't he? Oh yeah, he comes to work a lot. And and will Zeus be coming with you to the uh, RSB family union in July? If Le if Leslie's okay with it. Okay. I have to uh, check yeah, with her. Big outdoor event. We don't want Zeus eating the ducks and chickens. No, he he wouldn't do that, but. But I don't want to, you know, cause any upheaval. <laughs> sure, of course. A, he would love to just love on everybody there. That's his. Oh, I know. He's a loving dog. He is. Motive in life. Hey, Super Don. As we wrap up the show and head to the bonus round, is there anything else I forgot? Major announcements or anything before we break for uh, uh, about sixty seconds and come back for the bonus round? No, I don't think so. No. All right. Well. Real quick, y'all check on the Folium products we've been utilizing. My mom's been doing great with foliumpx.com, RSB10 to get a 10% discount on that. And with that, Sherry Neal, thanks for being with us and, and answering some questions. And, yeah, uh, thank you. you know, Echo Water as well. And uh, we'll look forward to seeing you at any or all of the events upcoming. Thanks. All right, bonus round coming up next because the power to heal is still yours. Well, it's another fine show you got me into there, Super Don. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I know. That's just uh, how did you how how did you do that again? Once again, <sighs> great show. <sighs> yeah. All right, that's good. Thank you, Sherry Neal. Thank you to Jonathan E. Moore. Thank you to all y'all for sharing the show. Uh, for those of you joining us in progress or late because of Dell Big Tree Highwire, I think they had uh, Mickey Willis on getting ready for Plandemic Three. He's always good. I'm hoping we can get Mickey yeah. on before it. Uh, premieres to talk about it as well that's going to be great i think kevin's working on it okay very good uh let's see leslie says josie and i are sitting at the laundromat washing all the things in one go what things are you washing i don't know they're talking about clothes washing today <laughs> all right uh let's see what else we got going on announcements missed articles we covered a lot I mean, there was a, an article about the WHO. Nothing new for us. Yeah, nothing new there. Yeah. yeah. 
and Biden's sham compassion for COVID persecution victims. I mean, there's no contrition, you know, from that administration on anything that they've done. Many of the public health authorities are just like, we didn't do anything wrong. The science changed, right? That kind of thing. Walensky, Fauci, they do no wrong. I mean, these people are not not humans anymore. They're inhumane when they don't acknowledge wrongdoing and say sorry and, and mean it and then do better because of it. If they were our kids, Super Don, I think they would be grounded for life. <laughs> you ever you ever threaten your kids, you're grounded for life. Uh I don't know if I said for life, but Oh, I do I do that. I did we that. We used to do time. the grounded thing. You know, listen, uh, things change. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the grounding thing is as popular mm-hmm. as it used to be. I know the corporal punishment thing isn't. Yeah. That's the way we, I don't know about you, but you know. Yeah. We would beat the kids. We'd yeah. Well, we didn't uh, uh, beating the kids. No, we didn't that's, beat the kids. No, not at all. Uh, the, the joke is, of course, I like doing that. Like, you know, uh, teasing the kids, especially my daughter who's again, graduating. I can't believe it. Uh, but I, you know, if, if something was going on, I'd say, well, you're grounded for life, you know? And obviously it was a joke because for the most part, I have to say, man, you know, I've seen some rough and tumble kids that, you know, you're like, you feel really bad for the parents. They do everything right. And sometimes (laughs) these kids and, and super Donald, maybe it may have been one of them. I was, yes, I was, but you know, I, I just, I was grounded for at least for most of my, my, uh, adolescent life. yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm grateful really grateful for the kids. I mean, I, I think we had some rough and tumbles with my son occasionally because, you know, it's the alpha male growing up, but really not so bad, relatively speaking. And, um, my daughter, like I said, just amazing. I just, uh, this is the kind of thing now I'm sounding like my mom bragging on me, like she brags on me, but I'm just thankful. I'm grateful for the most part. Uh, and also grateful that they get along so well, because there were times when my kids were like, they would fight like dogs and cats, primarily instigated by my son. And now they're great pals and support one another, love one another, which is so nice to see. It doesn't always happen. Uh, so yeah. it's hard. You yeah. can do everything right. And, you know, your kids turn out however they turn out sometimes, too. Or you can do some stuff wrong and yeah. they turn out great. Too. They seem to overcome so, it, too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes they don't. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Right. moving on well, the, anyway. what is the, the the mother's curse to the daughter oh Maybe. yeah it's a real thing man that your children be just like you it's a real thing yeah. oh that that oh. biden thing about uh, uh just so you know i want to read his quote here just so you understand how vacuous and, and and disconnected he is if he even made this quote one of the most underrated professions in america is nursing nurses don't just help you live they make you want to live the national nurses week this National Nurses Week, let's celebrate and appreciate all they do to provide compassionate care. Now, I don't disagree with that statement per se, but the reality is Biden and his administration trashed nurses who didn't go along with the narrative. Yeah, They've lost their jobs. They lost he their He wants to honor work. all the nurses except for the ones that, that didn't agree with him. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. That, that's why I look at this. I'm going, dude, does anybody not see how ridiculous and dangerous those people are that pretend to be for you but are really working overtly against you and deny that if, while they're doing it yeah. there are people on this planet where you can't rationally interact with them and biden is one of them and those who support biden when this stuff happens and and walensky and fauci it's like there's not a lot of rational discussion much less engaged intellectual debate happening it's about suppression and censorship and dismissal and uh, basic um what cancellation of you 
That's and, and that wasn't a liberal ideal in terms of modern liberalism, where it was a support of freedom of speech and mistrust and distrust of big corporations like big pharma. And then they become the shills and promoting a, a pharmaceutical lockdown. It's just not a lot to defend. If you happen to lean liberal or Democrat, you've got to look honestly, as Bobby Kennedy does and say, you know, what happened to the party that you think, you know, aligned with your principles? Is it the same? And what are you going to do about it? If anything. <sighs> mm-hmm. I need some more CBD. <laughs> <laughs> I need some lunch. Oh, is it, is it lunchtime already? Holy moly. Yeah. I'm hungry. <sighs> so anyway, uh, let's see here. Bladesmiths and barbecue this weekend. Bladesmiths and barbecue. Would you go to this with your son? I'm going to, I'm hoping I can do that with mine. Uh, well, you, you got me intrigued on the bladesmithing part. Yeah. It's a, it's a whole day. And, and you, part of it is that you get a blade, you get the forge. Your no own. way. Yeah, dude. Really? And, I and totally would do that. And there's competitions there. I don't know if the amateurs are competing or the professionals are, but there's also a barbecue competition. There's a lot of grass fed kind of quality barbecue. So where's this at? It's going to be in, uh, Heber Valley, I think. Okay. When today? No, Saturday on Saturday. So you're going, that's my plan. Yeah. Uh, and I'm hoping, dude, that would be so cool. I, I, one of my, my favorite shows that I spent many hours watching, I'm sure you've seen it is forging a fire on, uh, like Discovery Channel or one of those. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, yes, I think that I think some of those people are actually going to be there. Are they going to be there? Really? Yeah, it's, it's, so it's Bladesmith and Barbecue.com. Is it May 13th? Yes, 9 a.m. to 7 all day event. Uh, it combines bladesmithing competition with a barbecue competition in the spirit of Forged in Fire. There you go, Pit Boss. The event includes outdoor-related uh, vendors. Here, let me give you this. You can show everybody. This is kind of cool. I mean, this is a really cool event. I'm going to paste that in for you, and you can show it if it works. Uh, let's see. Great food, hot steel. This event will be the highlight of your year. Do you love spending time in the outdoors? Do you love hunting, fishing, camping, and other outdoor sports? Are you looking for a great time with great food and amazing entertainment that can't be found anywhere else? This event will have celebrity guest appearances from TV shows in the outdoor adventure genre, i.e. alone, bushcraft, build-off, etc. The event should draw about 3,000 people from the Heber Valley and surrounding areas. Workshops and events. So there'll be a lot of exhibitors and things. I think, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Brian Jones and Doug uh, from Flick Seed are going to be there. Also Kathleen uh, with the Contact Organics, the uh, uh, alternative to glyphosate. Mm -hmm. going to be there so there'll be a lot of cool things i'll bring goldbacks if anybody wants them mm -hmm. uh, let's see thousands of products for adults and kids engaging demonstrations learn a new hobby crowd this looks like fun live music Seems that like looks very cool that's gonna be fun that would be fun Blades i love i love that show it's just it's i've never done anything like that before mm -hmm. but you know it's kind of a, a a manly man show anyway, because you know, they're sitting there making knives and swords and battle weapons and stuff. But it's, it's amazing um, to see them do it and how they do it. And I think it would be fun to try. Yeah. Click on the, uh, the event info. There's images of the anvils with the hammer, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was looking at that. This is really cool. Celebrity judges. Who are these celebrity judges? Biko Wright from alone season eight, Tyler White, Danny Graves from Naked and Afraid. I don't think he's going to be naked or afraid. 
Yes. We got uh, competitors that are competing. You can out- apply if you want to be a pit master to apply for the barbecue side of things. The barbecue or, side. Yeah. Or the smithing side. You can compete or just Pretty. enjoy it and learn a new craft and skill. And Pretty cool, all man. Vendors that are going to be there with really cool homemade kind of items. You know, the crafts back when people all were crafting cool stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it looks like fun. Do you have things like that? I'm sure you do have stuff like that up there in Oregon. I haven't seen anything like that. Hmm. Um, I mean, there's there's stuff to do here, and it's it's you know outdoorsy stuff. There's other stuff to do, but mm-hmm. it's getting better than it used cool. to be because this really was kind of a small podunk town back in the '90s when I first lived up here, mm-hmm. and uh, it's just evolution. You know, more yeah. people have moved here, and it's expanded and grown and stuff. So uh, I know for the fair, they were having, having the fair mm-hmm. here coming up, and uh, 38 Special is going to be here. Dude, oh, I love 38 Special. Yeah, so I'm going to get, get to go be? see them. Oh, it's I don't know. It's coming up soon here in the next month or two. I can't, so, I can't remember the exact date. But. Kansas is going back on tour again this year. The kids want to go back and see Kansas. Uh, Aerosmith's doing a final tour. Ah, and the yes. kids want to go see Aerosmith. Uh, and let's see who else is. I think Sticks is going on tour and kids want to go see Sticks. I'm like, I'm going to be spending a lot of money on concert tickets. There you go. If, the, if they're going to be around this summer, I think uh, that that could be fun. Yeah. Fun to do those things, though. <sighs> what else is going on here? It's bonus round. Anything goes. You guys comment questions. and okay, I got well, nothing over on Rumble, but we got people watching. So hello, Rumble. Leslie's cleaning the bedding for all six daughters and her and her husband. So that's why she's at the laundromat. All right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Anything on? You said nothing on Rumble? Just say hello. No, people are hanging out watching. Okay. Thanks for being around Rumble. Yeah. Nothing in the chat. Yeah. I uh, I got a verification today that uh, Marge is not mad at me. So she told me that. You I know. She also sent me a message and she was very nice. She was. Yeah. Say, I'm sorry if I upset you. And it was like, you didn't really upset me. I just wanted really? to make sure I didn't upset you. you. Right. We're concerned about that, Mark. Right? <laughs> I was a bit opinionated yesterday. Which is good. I can't help it. It's no, who I am. Kid. Don't help yourself. It's there. not meant to. Mm-hmm. Diane says our favorite show, 38 Special and Starship at Red Rocks in Denver. Starship. Yeah. And Starship would be cool. They Are they still the around? Starship? Jefferson still- Airplane to Jefferson Starship to just Starship. You know, the interesting thing about Starship is they had an evolution of their own, like a lot of bands do. Mm-hmm. Um, the Starship that we grew up with, or at least I I, I know, like I said, you're, you're just a little bit older than me. You know, you had Jefferson Airplane, and you had yeah. Jefferson Starship, and then you had just Starship. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I believe the Starship um, part was was in the 80s. Mm-hmm. And it was more of a kind of a pop arena rock kind of, yeah. of sound and stuff like that, which I, listen, it was part of my childhood. I enjoyed it. I liked it. But it's funny because I've seen interviews that they've done, and that was like their least favorite period of time of yeah. making music. But it was like... It, you know they were they were huge. Mm-hmm. You know that that song we built this city, right? Uh, I thought it was a great song, mm-hmm. and and it was about the city that you know the area, the Bay Area, uh, San Francisco Bay Area is what it was about. Yeah, um, and so it was kind of an anthem of sorts for my generation. Uh, but they say that they absolutely hated that that song. That was like the song they liked the least. Mm-hmm. So you know, but there's a lot of starship you know to choose from because yeah. they started you know back in the 60s i believe 
You a fan of Starship or Jefferson yeah. Airplane? Oh, I, Starship? I, I, They're great, good. Gray Slick. Yeah. Uh, Who's the other guy? Mickey something was uh, became a singer there. I can't yeah. remember all of them, but yeah, no, I, I like the Starship. They're a good band. I don't know what they're doing nowadays. If they're doing some new music, I'm not aware. They're probably doing fairs. <laughs> That's where most of these bands end up uh, uh, going in the end there as they do the county fairs, which is fine with me. I would much rather go see a band at a county fair than cram myself into a building with, you know, 3,000 people. Yeah. It's much, you know, so I, I saw, uh, I've seen quite a few bands actually at the fairs. Yeah. And it's been very cool. I, um, I got to see Eddie Money three times. Really? Which was a lot of fun. I was a big Eddie Money fan. But yeah, I mean, I've seen, in fact, I've seen Sticks. Sticks was, uh, they, they did a, uh, of course it was, you know, the, the, the newer version of Sticks. Right, right. Yeah. Unfortunately, I didn't get to see them when uh, they were all together. But. <sighs> and then you have Journey. Yes. But, what a well, disappointment. I think, I think the uh, the Journey cover band is... The cover band, um, I would see in a, in a minute. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like they have this look-alike and sound-alike of Steve Perry, which, by the way, Steve Perry is apparently going to contribute to the Dolly Parton. The Dolly Parton thing. For we were talking about the, yeah, we were talking about that before the show. Apparently, Dolly Parton is coming out with, with a, quote, rock album. Yeah, and she's going to be collaborating with just like this this star studded list of all of these people, and it kind of reminds me way back in the day. I think it was, I can't remember when it when he did it, but uh, Pat Boone did a heavy oh. metal record. You remember that, Eddie? I mean, he had like the leather vest oh and the earring God. and all that stuff was and everything. That, was that a joke? He really did that. He really he? did make a record. Yeah, a metal record from Pat. Yeah. Boone. And so you've got Dolly Parton now. It's going to be collaborating with and you. Oh, what I do? Super there, down. Hear me now. There you are. I think I hear you. That's weird. Oh, that might have been me. No, I think it was me. Some some kind of strange setting changed on its own. Yeah. Anyway, do I sound okay? Yeah. Yeah. I'm fine. Yeah. I don't it kinda, know. It kind of glitched in in terms of the interface as well. But I'm glad you're back. You were just talking yeah. about the Dolly Parton thing. I'm yeah. not a big fan of Dolly Parton's stance on COVID jabs, but again, most people were yeah. duped. But I, I, I'm, I'm intrigued by this lineup she's got for this rock album. I think she felt like guilty for accepting uh, a nomination and, and, and being voted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because she says, I'm not a rock and roller. She did country arts, whatever, but apparently they've expanded the definition of rock and roll. And she's like, okay, but now she feels like, well, I, I better do a rock album to make it real. So I, yeah. I respect that. Yeah, well, it'll be fun to see. Mm -hmm. it'll be fun to see what happens there yeah. so anyway apparently we've run out of things to talk about yeah we were being kicked off the air there <laughs> it was a good job i guess was it um the restream that got you the the fix because right before we went to air the guest link was not working and it was apparently a not just for us uh, they yeah. had to fix something yeah they fixed it like right in the nick of time Oh, that was cool. That was a good yeah. customer service. I didn't know that they Yeah, had they did. They answered right away. They said, what's the problem? And then they had people already working on it, and they fixed it. Nice. So, DJ anyway. Katie loved Eddie Money as well. Eddie Money was cool. Yeah. He was cool. I mean, there was some drama happening in that family for sure. But, you know, whatever. I don't care. He was a great singer. Yeah. And, and another, another one of those singers from our generation. Mm -hmm. You know? So, yeah, I got to see him three times. So tomorrow, uh, if I'm not Michael mistaken, Bolden, Michael Bolden, 10th Amendment Center. Yay. And that is always a blast when we get together and looking Indeed. forward to that. 
The 38 Special was great back in the day with two drummers. They had two drummers. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, head out so Super Don can eat some beans and barbecue. Or is Absolutely. It barbecue? Something barbecue. Yeah, that sounds delicious. Yep. And I'm not All right. today, so have at it. You guys have Thanks, fun. guys, for hanging out and uh, being a part of this thing we call the Robert Scott Bell Show. Thanks, Sherry Neal. And thanks, Jonathan Emord. You guys share the show. That's all I ask. And if you do any more than that, that's awesome. But uh, at least that. And then we'll see you, God willing, less than 22 hours from now. All right. We'll see you tomorrow.